Representing the gays and the girls, the summer is looking naughty because you know we vaxxed up, shorty. You tuned into the girls' room. This week, the girls are switching it up. Instead of choosing a topic, we ask listeners to spill their tea so we can give them our reactions and opinions. For Woods Tea, we wish DMX a farewell. We once again tell the PBD to eat a dick, and we respond to Cher's What If Twitter moment. Turn off your Anita record and put us on blast. Episode 14 starts now. Representing the gays and the girls, you are sitting here with your two favorite fat hosts. I'm Rashid, a.k.a. Rashid, a.k.a. Fag Albert, a.k.a. Freedom John, a.k.a. The Doll. And I'm sitting here with Della Reese's great niece, so you already know she's in charge of the girls. She and they is Erica, a.k.a. Fat Badu, a.k.a. Milfiana, a.k.a. Thickerita, a.k.a. The Mother of Shiloh. <laughs> I don't know why, like, I just, like, I laugh every time. Like, it's funny as shit. And today we have a very special episode for the girls because we will be reading your tea and then reading you bitches. <laughs> Period. Can't wait for this because I saw some ants. I saw some things already. Some, a few red flags. And it's all good and it's going to be all love. But yes, today we will be reviewing some of the questions, stories, and just overall statements that you all put into the Dropbox and giving you our honest feedback. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, some of them questions and some of them statements was a little wild, girl. Also, somewhere <laughs> above my pay grade because why are you guys asking me this? Like, I have my shit together for real. Um, so yeah, Erie, what's going on? Um, you know, not much. I'm kind of excited because this is like the first time we're doing, we're like recording together since our relaunch. Yes, it yes, reminds yes. me of old times when we were on our knees on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Recording, <laughs> recording. Wait, what? <laughs> Not on our knees. We would, we would be, we would be on our knees, like on the side of the bed, recording over the phone. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know how, like, you kind of like, you know how sometimes when you like chilling with your friends and y'all all be in these awkward ass positions. So sometimes you have that like one friend. I met one friend definitely that will like lay Hit across, like half of my body will lay across the um, bed, but then I'll be on my knees and I'll just be on my phone. So yeah, that's how we used to be recording in our old um apartment. Um, but we've stepped up. We have better microphones. We have better technology and better software. And the girls can't see us. Period. So don't try. But yeah, I'm feeling good about this. I'm excited to go over the answers because I, you know, I'm, I have like a few thoughts of the things I've read so far. And but, I am, yeah. And I am happy to announce that we have over two thousand streams. Yeah. The girls have been listening, and the girls are talking to us, and they are telling us that we are in fact in charge of the girls and in charge of podcasts. Clearly, um, it's just so amazing to have like restarted this project. I guess you can say back in what sometime in January, and to already have received so much love and support from just our people and people who we've never met in general. Um, that overwhelming support has just been phenomenal, and we just have to thank you for it always. It really does mean a lot. Um, because when we first relaunched, I was like, "Well, who gonna listen to us? We haven't really said anything since 2019." But you know, y'all showed out, y'all showed up, and I appreciate it. And we both appreciate period. it. But Rashi. I have a question. What's your question, girl? 
<laughs> I know we usually do like these little check-ins or whatever, but I want to do something different. So I want to know who are your top five music artists. Wow, it's interesting because I could see this on the outline and I still didn't think of it. That's how I felt with your potato <laughs> question. So do you want like all from time. now or oh damn all time? Yeah, I oh. wanted to make it complicated. Well, we're just gonna go ahead and put Beyonce at the top. Like you know whether or not Beyonce is really just honestly that girl. Um, I would also have to say Prince. So that's two. Luther Vandross. That's three. Stevie Wonder, that's four. Who am I going to live my last spot to? Hmm. I'm just going to go ahead. I haven't put any rap in there. So I'm going to have to just go ahead and put the goat in there. And I'm just going to have to say Nicki Minaj. Wait, you meant singers or like entertain, like musicians overall? Like overall. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put Nicki Minaj at number five. Okay. I what about like- you? It's weird because when I ask questions, I never expect for people to ask me back, even though that's part of what this is. And that's true. Okay. Music soul child. Singers? Okay, well, you didn't say musician. (laughs) I'm confused. What's what's wrong with music? Nothing. He just can't sing. Okay, but I like his music. It's like a running joke that I have. It's like, imagine... So, like, the music that Music Soul Child produces is good. So, imagine how much better it'd be if he could actually sing. Okay, don't yuck my yum. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm yucking him. Music Soul Child, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Nina Simone. Okay. I like Anthony Hamilton. Anthony Hamilton is good, because I'm good. I like, um, I like Marcia Ambrosia. I like Flowetry as a whole. Okay, cool. Um, I can count them as two people. That's what, four? Would you want four or five? Honestly, I wasn't counting. I think that was four. I'll say four, too. We'll go back and see the error if it's not. And it's on period. Um, and then last, um, wow. I don't know. I'm gonna probably say Cupcake. Cupcake is that girl. I'm gonna probably say either, if it, yeah, kind of put rap in there. I'm, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna say Cupcake or, uh, or Megan. Cupcake is definitely that girl. Yeah. The girls have been mad at Cupcake for the last few days. I don't know if you know. This isn't a part of our What's Tea topic, so I think it's appropriate to talk about it now. They've been mad at the girl because she had went on Twitter and basically said that she opened the doors for the new girls to be nasty because Deep Throat was the viral sensation that these girls wish they had. I mean, it wasn't like a viral sensation, but I do think that... <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not trying Come to be more realistic tea. I mean, like, it's definitely... It didn't go viral because when I play it, nobody heard this shit. So... Yeah, like when I play, I don't think that people realize that they know the song because, like, her songs and stuff went viral as videos. So I don't think that people actually know the songs, but they know who she is. They yeah, they know who she is, but like that's I'm saying she's like, but like a lot of her content they don't they're not familiar with. I think that's true, but I do also think that like a lot of the people talk about like how some of these new rap girls, like City Girls and Mulatto, are like really nasty rappers, and I'm like y'all they think not, they, they don't have nothing on Cupcake exactly because like her thing is like because it, it's like it's really it's it's very different than the other explicit raps that the other girls rap like Megan and them. It just be like. I thought I peed, but I came on the dick. I mean, and I'd be like, I mean, I thought I came, but I peed on the dick. It's like, nobody's saying that shit. Or it's like, puss, puss, pussy got to leave. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, but yeah. Um, I mean, I, if, 
I feel like for her specific brand of vulgar rap or provocative rap, she's the only one doing that type. Whereas the other ones is kind of like, I don't know. It's different levels. Megan Nasty versus Cupcake Nasty is totally different. How yeah, I feel. Um, and I think there's like a, there's a self-empowerment to Megan's rapping and like as far as sexuality goes. But I think that, like, Cupcake's rap, when you hear her rap, like, and it has to do with sex, and it has to do with intimacy or whatever the fuck, it, like, solely is, like, based on her pleasure, and it's not, like, focused on what, like, other niggas can do, but about yeah. her ability, her skill, and, like, and that's every, likes. And that's really how it should be. And it's comfortable, so, yeah. right? Like, she's comfortable with saying it, and she's like, this is who I am, like, period. Um, But, you yeah, know, I mean, but here's the thing, right? So, I mean, the girls can be mad at her for that comment, but... I do know one thing is that Cupcake is out rapping a lot of your face and she's giving them the opportunity to speak up and they didn't. I mean, Suki Hana did. She, she, she got an A for effort. It was cute, but you know, it wasn't where it was supposed to be. Yeah. None of the other girls spoke up. So also you know. Cupcake kind of cool because the like, Cupcake gives back to the fans. Like, you know, show like actively, you know, help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, people will send her cash app request or like still drop their cash handle and, um, you know, she gives money, she supports them, so I appreciate that, and I respect her for that, so. And that's real. One of my faves, for sure. Yeah. So, another question, Erica, how about this? Describe your ex as a car. A beat-up hoopty. <laughs> driving a lemon? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck driving a lemon, that bitch is parked outside of the fucking PHA, bitch. The, Philly the car has been reposed. Sorry, I said PHA when I meant PPA. The fucking Philadelphia Parking Authority fucking told that bitch. Period. Um, my ex, I would probably have to <laughs> describe him as a Nissan Altima because he gives auntie. He does. He gives auntie. He, he does. He doesn't think he does, but he it's gives the auntie. outfits for sure. Mm, it, but also the voice. It's I'll everything. Definitely. It's everything. It's everything. It's the mannerisms and all of it. Um, my ex was one of those girls who like tried to like say they were masked and wasn't giving. Oh it. my! I'm sorry. I just have to say this real quick. I just, it was just want to let y'all know real quick. I like I told Rashi and his ex to take the BDSMtest.org join. I told y'all to do during the kink episode. If y'all didn't do it, that's y'all fault. Period. But I told them to take it, so Rashi did it, and he got alpha. Like he was, he was like dominant. He's a dom, right? And his ex was like, how is that possible? I'm supposed to be the mask one. And that's how his voice <laughs> was. And I was just like, huh? I'm like, Rashid, first of all. Wait a minute, I'm crying because that's really how his voice was. He was like, hmm, how that happened? Say, how that? I'm like, okay, Urkel. Like, like <laughs> clearly, clear. I know, I'm like, clearly you're not. And I was like, this is embarrassing. And it was this whole altercation. It was, it was so embarrassing. I've caused so much strife in that relationship with Child. my questions. And then what type of girl would you be interested in if you were straight? <laughs> it was a mess, y'all. But, you know, um, yeah, so I'm just going to say Nissan Altima. A Subaru. Um, because he is very well put together. He's about his business. But, like, there's just something very auntie about him. Something everything. very, it's everything. yeah, everything about him is just very auntie, and you know, Nissan Altima gives like auntie energy, so yeah, we're gonna go with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a Sorrento. I don't know cars enough for this, but um, I also just want to, <laughs> I also just want to put this out here as well because we describe your ex as a car. I look at him like a 1940s or a 1960s Buick. Cause it'd be like they still make y'all because you know the niggas out here that don't 
eat pussy. It's like they still make y'all. I would call your ex a Crown Vic. All right, so because I just feel like in 2021, there's a lot of people who still drive Crown Vics because they like are living in yesteryear and they think they're the shit. And like there's some there's a confidence about the Crown Vic boys, right? But it's also just like we don't care. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel about your ex. Yeah, agreed. One specific ex. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Well, either well, there you have it, you guys. Um, no, but uh. So for t- for today, like Rashi said, we're doing like a you know a new thing where we're doing like spill the tea, which will be our main topic. You guys have messaged in with questions, confessions, scenarios that you would like us to comment on, and we'll be doing that. But for the what's tea section, we will be talking about a few different things, um, such as DMX passing, Prince Philip, good, um, share, <laughs> <laughs> um, Space Jam, and you know so much more. So we're looking forward to, you know, diving in there. So come with us on this wild ride. So I'm here for it down. So Yeah, so I don't know if you saw the Space Jam 2 trailer. Um, it's with LeBron and I didn't like it. What's interesting is I don't like Space Jam. I love the first Space Jam. Space, no, and the thing about it is a cute movie, but it's one of those things where like somebody, my brothers were like basketball oriented huh. when we were younger. So like my brother Rashawn specifically loved that fucking movie. So he played it that in five heartbeats. Like, even though I like those movies, I don't like to watch them all the time because it takes me back to a place I don't want to revisit. Where I was constantly telling my brothers to turn this shit off because I don't want to watch it. Wait, I'm sorry. I just had to look at you like, No, I was a huge fan of the second, I mean, of the first one. Um, I don't really understand. Well, you know what? I just have this huge problem with how we as a society think that sequels have to be a thing. Because everything doesn't have to be a motherfucking sequel. You could have just left it as is. Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny, just whoever the fat one was, they got blown the fuck up. I don't know. I want to say Jason Alex. It's two white fat men that look alike to me. <laughs> Actually, it's a lot of white men that look alike. I was, to me. <laughs> that's why. Like I that whole American you. Horror series. Yeah, they all look alike. Yeah. Who? Which one is white? One of them is like. I know one of them is the one who played Dandy, and then there's this other one in there who looks like him, and I think he's like, I don't know, but they're, yeah, and they all kind of look gay on American Horror Story. I think they're supposed to, though. Are well, they? whatever the case may be, y'all all look alike, and y'all all seem like, well, gay. Yeah, but I was really, it's like, I don't know, like, again, like, I'm really not a fan of sequels. The only sequel I really like. Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. That's definitely a cute movie. And I enjoyed the Little Mermaid sequel. With Melody? Yes. But, yeah, I mean... I yeah. just didn't hear that. Like, I also like Aladdin, King of Thieves. I did like that as well. Disney, you know, they have some good animated sequels. But this isn't Disney anyway. Yeah. Also, Magic Mike XXL was better than the first. So. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't see the trailer, but I mean, I'm willing to give it a try. I'm sure like folks around me are going to want to see it. So if we're not allowed to go to the movie theaters to see it, maybe I'll host like a theater night for some of the girls who are vaxxed up, vaxxed up shouty. 
Um, oh. I'm just tired. I'm like, go ahead. Like, and you know, maybe we can watch it. But that's I, that's like the only way, or even like you know, with my partner, that's the only way I would see myself really watching it on my own. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't really feeling it. Like, I'm used to a certain like animation style when it comes to Space Jam. So I feel like when it kind of does something different, it's like mm, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Like when Pokemon, like in Pokemon, like the first one when Kanto region, and then they started changing. The way that it was illustrated in Sinnoh and Hoenn, it was like, I'm not really feeling this like this. Like, there's a continuity issue here for me. Or when Meowth's voice, are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing. I was just prepping myself to move on. Oh. All right, yeah. But anyway, I saw the trailer. I wasn't a fan of it, but will I see it? Most likely. I'm just like I don't know. I could. I feel like they could have picked somebody else beside LeBron, but I don't know. I'm not. A, I've never been a fan of LeBron. I don't know why. Well, you know what's interesting is I confused LeBron James for Dwayne Wade for a minute, for a second, and so I was like, I think Dwayne Wade would make way more sense in a family movie like that because he's already like we've like stated in previous episodes. He's already come forward as more of like a fa- family character, and like Gabrielle Union has kind of like lended some of that like. To him. It's weird. You said Dwayne Wade, and I thought somebody completely different. So it's really interesting how the NBA players kind of just. Yeah, because they, they too are also. I thought alike. of somebody else. I don't know what his name is, but it's a dark skinned man. It's a lot of them in the NBA. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. All mm. right. Well, that's all. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad we had that talk. Thank you. Honestly. Because you're already gearing up to move on. Fuck you. For real. So next up. Sadly, a few days ago, um, the passing of DMX, rap legend, happened. Um, and there's been a lot of different just thoughts overall about like this, I guess, tragedy. You can call it right. Um, so DMX, as you know, he was a rapper. He was a part of the well, he was a part of the formation of the Rough Riders group that included him, Eve, and the Locks. Mm-hmm. Um, the Locks is a is a group. Styles like like Styles lo- P, like Locks like the like the breakfast L O X. Like lox Sam, is it lox fish? I don't know, child. Nova lox. Yeah, it was like Jadakiss, Styles P, and that, I don't. Okay, I don't know. I forget who the fuck the other person was, to be honest. And even to be honest, Styles P may not be in there. So if I'm wrong, correct me. Honestly, the only song I like by the Locks is "Money, Power, Respect," and I definitely be getting my cunt on when Lil Kim Park come on. I, okay. That's, What's the key to life? Money. Yeah, power, it's stuff. um, it's 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 Chic Louch, Style yes. P, and mm-hmm. Jada Kiss. Exactly. I have I only know Jada Kiss. Really? You don't know Style P? Okay, cool. I also don't know Jada Kiss songs, so <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely feel that. Um, so there's been different thoughts around it. So of course, people are kind of like up, up, you know, kind of observing his past, right? So he's had a very, like, I guess you can say a very tragic life, honestly, um, filled with a lot of, like, bad decisions and overall just abuse, I mean, abuse and harm um, inflicted and also caused by DMX, inflicted on and also caused by DMX. Um, so that's like just like some, I feel like there's not enough nuance in the conversation, right? Because I feel like a lot of people talk about the different things that make somebody an abuser. And they begin to, I guess, 
be like, oh, we're not going to honor this person because they've harmed this person and that person, right? And I think that, you know, if you if you relate to a certain experience, that's a normal reaction for anybody. But I think there are some folks who haven't experienced some of these harms and some of these, you know, um, abuses of power that they talk about from DMX. And I don't think that they're, like, seeing it from a nuanced point of view because he comes from an abused background, right? So sometimes our abuse, again, like, it, it, it just trans, transfers onto other people. And am I saying that's a good thing? No. It's something that I still think that people should seek help on. But I also, like, kind of stepped away from this, like, specific topic. I gave a general, like, you know, you know, well wishes to his family. Because overall, no matter who it is, I think when a family member loses somebody, that's what's important. And he has a lot of children. He has, like, 17 kids. Like, 17 children are going to go without their father, and that's something that I am sad to see, right? Oh, yeah. Um, And, you know, again, he is a rap legend, and he's helped put on a whole different style of rapping, because even one of my favorite female rappers is Rico Nasty, and I hear a lot of DMX and Rico Nasty. Um, And he's, like, allowed for black people to be able to rage in music, and rage overall and i think that that's something that should be upheld right but we can also say that he has been abusive and apparently sexually abusive um to other folks and that should be condemned and we should look at his mistakes and we should learn from them and we can use him as an example for somebody who has been harmed therefore they have caused harm onto other people do we have to dwell on it no we don't because i'm not their survivors right um but it's like um, my friend Lene, Dope Girl at Dope Girl Fresh says, is that if you're that concerned about the victims, then you should reach out to those victims and see exactly what it is they need from people. Okay. And I think that's a philosophy we can live by, right? Because there are some victims who will say they don't care about any negative backlash to their abusers after a certain point in time if they've healed. And I think that's appropriate if somebody's, you know, victim says, you know, I'm over it, you know, so you can do something bad and that bad thing may have happened to me, but it may not define that person. They may have been able to like learn from their mistakes and change. And I feel like if somebody can say that and a victim can say that, then I mean, Hey, like who am I to fuck to say like something different again, not saying that DMX's victims have come out and said that, but again, following Lene's words, please, please, please. If you feel so how can I say this? If you feel so dedicated to victims of abuse, be sure that you're checking in with victims and you're not just trying to ostracize people who are labeled abusers because there's more work than just calling out abusers, right? Because calling out an abuser is just one small part of the work. Um, and then there are accountability processes. And then again, when we talk about transformative justice, who, how, what are we going to do to help this person change? Um, and that's just a thought process. But, you know, yeah. I mean, um, I'm going to be the first one to say, I'm like I say in multiple episodes, I'm not really well versed when it comes to, um, you know, hip hop and like different like rap and hip hop artists. Um, the only reason I know DMX is because of his line and um, touch a remix that I rap to the top of my lungs. <laughs> Him and Papoose. 
Um, <laughs> and to this day, I still don't know what else Papoose has done. So, okay. besides... Be on Love and Hip Hop with his wife. Yeah, I was about to say that, um, I think that, um, well, yeah, so prior to this, I didn't really know much about DMX. Um, but from reading, like, you know, he did, um, you know, play a huge part and kind of just like making a path of its own in the, you know, in the, like the hip hop community, it made, you know, he made steps so that people would be able to express rage and raps, which is really important because, you know, who you are is, you know, musically and what you say lyrically is an extension of who you are. And that's very important. Um, I think his story is very sad from what I've read. You know, again, I know a lot of times we are products of our environment. I always specifically have a soft spot for those who, you know, are affected by addiction. Um, because I come from, you know, both of my parents were addicts. Um, one is reformed. Um, the other is still a crackhead. Anyway, um, I just think it's really sad. Um, what I read in the story that his mom used to abuse him. Yeah. And she knocked the two front teeth out in his mouth. And then from there, he also got hooked on crack because somebody he trusted, uh, you know, laced his weed with cocaine or crack. Well, I think, the and not to like interrupt, but I think the interesting part about that that somebody brought up was that it was an adult and he was 14. And so they brought up a really good point about how we, they say that like kids should always trust and like go with what the adult says yeah and it's crazy because it's like doing what an adult said or like trusting an adult got him addicted to crack at 14 years old like that's fucking wild okay like you beat me to the punch that's cute anyway it's fine i'm used to this no that's really interesting because i don't even know if i told you that but that's what happened with my dad what Um, that happened to my dad his football coach oh shit yeah my dad was um was really uh decent at sports you know believe it or not and he was supposed to go off, but his coach gave him crack. So that was fun. Let's see where that led us all. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, listening to what Rashi was saying about how what his friend Lene said about, you know, just making sure if you're gonna like hold these abusers accountable to make sure you're also reaching out to victims. It made me think a lot about how I approached the XX Tentate the boy. Yeah. Situation. Because I was really upset. I understand that, like, you know, of course, like, anybody dying is very sad. Um, But, like, with XX, I just heard so many terrible things. And, like, yeah, for sure, probably could have reached out or something like that. I don't know who the young woman is that he sexually abused and physically abused. But, yeah, I think that's a good philosophy to live by. Because I feel like a lot of times we do things just for, like, you know, um, to, like, for clout. Or yeah. to even just make us look good, like we we're concerned, and it's just like that's like the bare minimum. Yeah, I can so agree with um, that. I agree. But um, overall, I think it is really sad that seventeen kids are like left without a father. Um, yeah, overdosing is really sad. It was really fucked up how they um kind of was going back and forth whether he was dead or alive though. That joint gave me whiplash. <laughs> and I think again, that's on that's the, really traumatic, right? And that's just also on behalf of like the media outlets all trying to be like that girl to get the story out, right? Like that's corny as fuck that you guys are so pressed with like getting somebody getting a story out and making sure that you have like clickbait rather than allowing a family to either just mourn or overall just remain optimistic about the life of their family member. And I think that that's just so intrusive and it like breaks so many boundaries and it's just nasty and it's sinister. Like, and I don't, I don't care for it. Um, and then also that whole idea that a lot, that there were some people who were trying to like 
make fake claims that he died from the coronavirus vaccine. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> it's just it's a lot. It's just like too much, and I I just wish y'all stop playing with these people, family members, because had it been me, it's just like I would have been telling people to please just line it the fuck up. No, I definitely you know that was um that was definitely traumatizing, and I can't even imagine how his family felt thinking that like you know they loved one passed before he actually did, and that stress that that would cause them. That's I yeah I don't I don't really have any words for that. Um, I really I always understood that the paparazzi were really invasive. I don't really thought I didn't really think I thought about it really, um, until we you know we dove into the whole Britney Spears situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and just see, just seeing how they profit off of other people's, like, you know, insanity or just like grief, anything. It's like, they just feed off of chaos and it's really disgusting. Um, I don't, I don't know much. Again, like I said, I don't know much about DMX. I got DMX and Dr. Dre mixed up for a little bit. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Well, Dr. Dre is definitely an abuser. Yeah. You know, um, I, I really, I can't really say much about DMX, but, um. I just hope that his children are okay and his family is okay. Cause I know if I would have lost a parent, you know, I, I would be um, beside myself. I mean, not my dad, but you know, if I lost mom. So yeah, that's deep. Yeah. Well, I will say that he um, but one thing I will say that I did peep about him is that he he seemed like really rough, but he was also okay with being vulnerable and speaking about stuff. Right. It seemed like he was open, mm-hmm. so I respected that. I think the last thing I seen him in um, was in the Rough Riders documentary that came on BET not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I'm sorry, y'all. Rest in peace. Yeah, for real. That's it. Nothing much to say. But um, also, um, somebody else passed this week. It was, <clears throat> it was Prince Philip. Who? Yeah. I don't know. Like... <laughs> When we started to talk about this, I was like, I don't like the British fucking royal family. <sighs> um, yeah, Prince Philip died. Um, all of you know, all you know, we're all like focused on DMX. <laughs> I would rather be focused on DMX more than Prince Philip. <laughs> it's this meme going around where it's like Prince, it's like Prince Philip, DMX, and like us. And Prince Philip is on the side drowning in the water, and then we're um, trying to embrace DMX. Uh, <laughs> as we should yeah um i mean i don't yeah again i don't really have much to say about prince philip or the royal family i mean people have posted stuff like going too soon <laughs> but i'm like he was in his late 90s when was he supposed to be dying like yeah, for real. like you say going yeah. too soon when somebody die like in like young yeah. he old as shit. he looks scary like they're saying going too soon but i'm also like he's one of the founding fathers of colonialism so i'm confused Ooh. That's real though. He was born like 1920, Yeah, and then you also just dive into how him and like Queen Elizabeth got together. Aren't they German? Like, I swear the Queen and them are descendants of Queen Elizabeth, who like was a part of like Germany. Um, that's actually a. I don't know. And so that's why when that whole Nazi shit comes into play, I'm like, y'all are like literal Nazis though, and they're like, we've never been racist. I'm like, but y'all are literal Nazis, like. Yeah, you got me fucking. Curious. It would literally be off with our heads if they could. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess say she. Just, I don't know. Are you looking up Queen Elizabeth? Yeah. Um, just look and see who like who who she got the crown from. Like who she's um who's her predecessors. This is the one. But anyway, while <laughs> she right, so while um she they does that um, I guess. 
I just am like, who gives a fuck? Like, you know, especially over here in America, I just feel like, didn't y'all like fight for independence from them? So why the fuck should we care anyway? I mean, I'm black. Y'all always like harboring slaves anyway, honey. Um, so yeah, why, why, right? Like, why the fuck would I care about somebody who, child? It's, it's not fucking insane. They were all born in England, though. I don't even think Africa gained independence from, like, countries until after he was born. Oh, for sure. So, like, that's why I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, y'all still had, like, African colonies and shit like that under your rule when he was born. And he had, he had every intention to, if he could Yo, have, to wait, keep it intact. why are the royal fa- I'm sorry, like, why is the royal family living this long? Cause like Prince Philip was how like ninety eight something like that. Um, the one before Queen Elizabeth died when she was one hundred and one. Well, my whole thing is when you don't have much to do. Like damn, like what the mm-hmm. fuck is going on here? It's tea. But um, yeah, I whatever. Um, I don't really have much to say about Prince Philip because they just did that whole thing with Meghan Markle. And they sign, <laughs> fuck all of them. Something just came to my head. You what? said, why don't they ever die? Because they're selfish. They don't want to see anybody else That's the crown. real, though. Because I'm like, damn, like, they <laughs> can't, they can't let Archie take the crown. Yeah, like, they don't want, yeah, their whiteness just won't let them. Well, yeah. he's not getting the crown. Like, they, they're no longer a part of the, they're no longer a part of the senior team. And they had already kind of told them that he would not, well, he wasn't going to inherit the crown anyway. Yeah, oh yeah, I know that. Um, Because he wasn't the first, he's not the first son. I mean, he wasn't the first son of, um, Diana. But you know. Yeah, but, which, whatever, like, he took, yeah. But but very much R.I.P., rest in piss to the girls. Definitely rest in piss. (laughs) Well, I also just want to say some of the girls were, excuse me, Sorry, y'all. I'm smoking. Um, I do just want to say that some of the girls were out here talking about rest in peace and that's sad, but I'm just like, I just don't understand how we all were sitting online and making jokes and, like, coming for the queen and, you know, Prince Philip and all the other girls in the royal kingdom about their racism, and then y'all turn around and y'all are like, yeah, rest in peace. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> I just also want to recant. Um, when I was talking about DMX, I said it's always sad when somebody dies. That's a lie. <laughs> yes, come on. I just wanted to make sure because I'm like, I don't want people to just be like, didn't you? No. Renege on these whiteies. Yeah, um, I'm not sad that Prince Philip died. I think they should all be going. Um, Ooh, the weed is hitting. The weed is hitting. I know the fucking weed is hitting. It's always hitting for you. But. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have much to say. I'm just like, man, the queen gotta die. Y'all smell that? I just blew smoke into the mic. Y'all smell that shit? That shit hit, don't it? Rashid ASMR coming soon. (laughs) You know, I don't have much to say. I was like, (laughs) as soon as you said that shit, I was like, I don't even know. Yeah, but, um... Prince Philip died. That's that's it. It is what it is. It was about time, and that's on period. So to move on from one white system to another, um, so the Philadelphia Police Department sent around this interesting email, um, earlier this week, and the email was essentially asking, like, art so registered community organizations about whether they would partner with them. Um, in in response to the the Chauv- the the Chauvin trial, you know the um the guy who essentially like helped you know murder George Floyd, um, 
And so I guess they think that the outcome, of course, is going to be not guilty. So, you know, once that happens, you know, we want protests and shit. And so the police are like, yeah, we gearing up on y'all niggas. Wait, real quick, real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, If y'all are going out to riot, um, my daughter wears a six to nine months. Um, and we do Carters, but we also do other um, okay, baby we ain't stores. <laughs> so if you guys are doing that, it's just like, because I know I'm not going to be able to outrun the police if they chase after me. So if somebody out there is able to, just let me know. I Go know ahead. that's right. <laughs> yeah, but um, basically they were just asking, you know, they want to, so it says, we would like to coordinate efforts in communities with local groups in those communities. Would you be willing to be a community organization no. that will be willing to work with us during any civil unrest that may be planned for the foreseeable future? Some of the responsibilities will be the following. Group name, relation to community, contact person, social media outlets they utilize, post on. Would they be willing to assist the PPD in any effort to get messaging out during any emergency? Would they be willing to be physically available to assist PPD in connecting with the community prior to, during, and after an event, assuming it is safe to do so? Do they have transportation, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I came across this email on Twitter from this um from this person who had posted it, and they gave me permission to take it. They just said they were covering, like, RCO Group's um, tracks who, like, got sent it. They didn't want to, of course, come out publicly and say something about it. So they gave it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, what I think is, first of all, can we just talk about the grammar? First of all, they spelled so many things wrong. They had so many like punctuation and grammar mistakes. And I'm like, that's just so crazy how y'all are able to just bypass so much stuff because y'all are so focused on violent, being violent in black communities that y'all can't even like draft a simple email correctly. Like, you know, what's more important than making sure your message gets sent across? Well, making sure that we're actually able to be there and beat y'all the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think that when I, you know, when I heard about this, the first thing I kind of thought of was like how they didn't even like do anything with Walter Wallace's shooting like last year. And I'm like, granted, I know that the like the family didn't even want to press charges. But I guess it's also just like... But it's also like, how dare you ask for help with that shit? And like, y'all don't even put that energy towards the right shit. Like, right. holding like the people accountable and y'all like police communities as that's who are dirty. Why the fuck would we want to help y'all? But also, let me riot in peace. Let me protest in peace. I mean, it's cool. Like, I mean, like, here's the thing, right? If there's protests and everything, I'm always down for a good protest, a good peaceful protest. Actually, protest, period. I heard that they did ban the use of rubber bullets, um, the pepper spray and everything. So that's cool. I know they was doing that a lot, which was really wild. Because I'm like, why are you even bringing that shit to peaceful protests that are just happening over in, like, West, like, around UC? Um, I don't know. I just think that the, you know, the, the Philly police have the gall, the gumption, the audacity. And it's real though. Like, here's the thing about them is that like, none of this stuff also, like, I'm sure you know, but like, none of this stuff just came just because, right? It was like, you know, the city of Philadelphia did a lot of fuck shit last year through the summertime and even up until like October, right? When the whole um, Walter Wallace thing happened. It continues to do dumb shit, but they try to cover, they, they throw stones and then try to cover their hands. And it's like, yeah, girl, like we know it was you. Like you can't just do shit. Like you can't just make a call to like, you know, what's that shit called? <sighs> Tear gas people, right? 
you can't tear gas people on I-95 and make a call for people to do, be able to do that to like just like innocent folks after those police lured them down there and yeah. told them it was okay to go down there and then sit there and be like, oh, they didn't get my okay. Like, no, like you did that shit. It's so crazy when it <laughs> came out. It's so crazy to me that y'all are like, there were so, and even when the whole, um, the audit, the audit report came out about it, the audit report was basically saying how there were already measures that were like already like, you know, coded out, like already written out and blueprinted, like, I guess measures that the city of Philadelphia police were supposed to take in situations like that. And apparently like commissioner outlaw didn't follow that. And they're like, yeah, there's other ways it could have been resolved. And I'm like, okay, but how? Oh, and then they were saying that they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have rejected the help of the Pennsylvania state police. Yeah. But I'm like, so your answer was more police, even yeah. though the police that were already here were violent. Why would as fuck. you think that they the that the reaction oh, would be more police? Oh no 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 no! Like, let's be clear. Oh, okay. I, I was, was like, think, you didn't see that coming. No no no! no. I didn't think that the reaction was. I thought it was very fitting. Is like what it was, right? But it's just interesting how, like, even the city itself tries to, like, position itself as, like, better. And it's crazy because all the people out in the street screams there's no more police. And y'all, like, continue to just add police to things and be like, yeah, but what we're going to do is we're going to, like, have more police. But then we're going to, like, make sure they can't do certain things. But then they end up still doing those same things. It's like they don't know what structure is without, like, any type of, like... (sighs) Like, like, I don't understand. Like, it's like, I'm sure, like, you know, there are so many people that have amazing critical thinking skills that we can kind of figure out a solution that doesn't involve police that will be able to, like, rein, you know, rein the situation in or reel it in. Well, no, I don't think that's it. I really think that's the whole problem is they don't want certain people who are, like, radicalized, right, to have that creative imagining. So, like, all of the people who are there, like, of course, there could be some other idea, but the easiest thing for them is, and what they've been taught, is that police are just going to take care of it, and the police are going to knock this shit out, and I don't have to deal with it. So, we're going to, like, you know, just take these people and then send them to a place where they don't have to do this rioting shit ever again. Or y'all could just, like, find him guilty. Right. And that's that's not going to happen. It's not, but it's always nice to dream. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And, um... I think speaking to overall just the weight and the purpose of the original email that we were speaking about, essentially giving citizens arrest tees and, you know, citizens police tees. And I just want to let y'all know something. If I go to a protest this summer and somebody touches me and tells me I'm on citizens arrest and they open the door to their Prius and they try to touch me, I'm going to knock them the fuck out. So, y'all need to be clear about what it is y'all are asking people to do. You need to make sure that people are safe because at this point, it feels like y'all are inciting violence because I don't know a soul who's just going to let any random person in the streets touch them just because they yell, citizens arrest. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bob Barker, I will beat you the fuck up. <laughs> like, stop playing with me. I just, it's it's just too much. It's comical. It is, but it's also just too much to me after a certain point. Because I just really, really just feel like, what the fuck? Like, 
it's crazy because we have years, right? Like, radicalism is nothing new. It's been happening since the beginning of time. Black people have been radicalizing forever. So when white people act like they don't know what's going on, it's willful ignorance. Because my whole thing is, y'all be sitting here acting like y'all don't know history. But your parents were there on that side of history. And I'm sure they told you stories. Mm-hmm. Your grandparents were there. And I'm sure they told their their kids stories, right? Like, your parents, their kids. And so when people try to act like it's willful ignorant, I mean, try to act like, you know, black feminist theory is something that's like super new or they just try to act like restorative justice, like practices are super new. They're not. All of this shit came from somewhere already. I seen this tweet and it was like, um, basically somebody had asked if men, it was some kind of like men versus women question. And then somebody quote tweeted it and was like, neither. Um, I'm moving on with my time because I'm not discussing things that were already explained in the 70s. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't understand why the fuck we're still talking about topics that, like, feminists have already, like, explained and sought out in, like, the 70s and 80s. And they've created a blueprint for what we know as of right now. Because people just be lazy and don't want to go back to retrieve the information. So they would rather you spoon feed it to them like in the present. And and also just simplify it and shit. And that's corny. Just like when people go to your page and ask you about certain shit. And it'd be like, you can Google it. Because that's what I did to find the information. Like I'd be seeing people asking you questions sometimes. It's like, can you explain this? It's like, Google it. But also even when people post articles and they're like, what's the link? And I'm like, first of all, it says link in the story right there. Or in the bio. All your shit be in the bio. And that's true. I'm also just like, you see the, the, I purposely always put the outlet that it's from, make sure that the, you know, the logo of the outlet that it's from is in there. And then it has a title. So why don't you just type in the title and put like six ABC or Fox after? a perfect example of like people don't want to just do extra shit. Like, yeah, no, they want you to do the work for them. And that's the whole thing about like, that's why sometimes, like, that's a con to the Freedom Join page, right? Because people think that because I already disclosed information and I don't hoard information and, like, you know, knowledge that I have, that I'm open for easy access all the time and I'm open for, like, you know, laborious, non-paying requests mm-hmm. all the time. And they think that they have access to me. And I'm like, no, if you're not black, I really don't really care how you get your information. Like, I make no. I've never not been transparent about who the Freedom Join page is for. It's for black people. Yeah. But who would think otherwise? <laughs> and that's what's crazy is because somebody one time had comedy and was like, you say that you're supposed to be um for the community, but you such and such. And I'm like, oh, no, that's crazy because I've never said I was just for the community. I'm not a for everybody ass nigga or a for everybody ass bitch. So, like, I don't know why y'all would ever... Like, if you've met me in person, you know I'm, you know I'm not a for everybody ass bitch. So... It would be just interesting for anybody after seeing all the shit that I post on Freedom Join to feel like just because you don't agree with something that I said that something is off key because my shit is never off theme. My shit is very, bitch, I know the category and I show up for it every time. <laughs> oh, you said category. I thought a pose. I'm like really not looking for it. And that's what I was kind of going for. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not looking for it today. Babes, shit. I knew the assignment. You always know this. Right? I know the assignment, and I show the fuck up, and I get an A plus every time. Period. And if I don't, I take the test again, and I get a hundred next time. But you also never miss it. I, I sometimes. You do. I mean, we're not perfect. Maybe we could talk about another episode. The times we're we're not perfect, but I'm definitely that bitch. <laughs> I walk bitch. around like that bitch because I am, and I know it. 
Flo Millie? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's all good. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Um, Speaking of Philly, um, Philly is now requiring um, landlords to file for rental assistance um, before, you know, evicting their tenants, which I think is an amazing thing. Um, yeah, but the new order says that the extension of the nationwide eviction moratorium is, like, open until June. So, I think they have, like, 45 days, give or take, to just, like, file that. Um, and I think they also are able to, um, yeah, so they have to do that, insist on, you know, um, enroll in the city's rental assistance and also in the eviction diversion program, um, before, you know, filing an eviction for them missing their rent payments, um, I think that's a great idea. I really feel like nobody should be getting evicted in the co in like in this pandemic and this panini press that we're in. For real, because it's like it's really nobody's fault that this shit happened. Like a lot of people, um, were thrown through a loop. Like even you know even mom was, and I you know and I respect that you know people was up to date on shit, and then you know you have the pandemic putting they like, throwing a wrench in shit. So I'm definitely here for it. From what I understand, the you know the, the um. The lady is she from City Council? Helen Helen Jim. Yeah, Helen she helped Jim, that come. Jim. I don't really know how she pronounces yeah. her last name. Well, Helen, because I know she's Asian, so they pronounce it like it could be like Gim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, you know, she played. Apparently, she played a huge part in it. And honestly, I don't know why it had to be pushed. It really should have just been common sense that people should just go into the eviction diversion plan and also like rental <laughs> assistance. Because I'm just like I I don't I I can't like again like I mean granted I can't really talk about like what I would do if I was in a situation because I'm not in it. But also my empathy wouldn't allow me to throw somebody out and they're not able to pay bills on their own. Like you just have to be empathetic. And I get it. Nobody trying to hear that when it comes to money. Money talks. But also, it's just like, again, like, if you throw somebody out, like, how do you know the next person that will be coming in won't, won't face the same shit? And I also just want to say, there's this thing that landlords do where they're like, well, how am I supposed to pay my mortgage? How am I supposed to do this? You get a job. That's how you do it. You get a job. Because I'm going to tell y'all something. A lot of landlords treat their properties like that's supposed to be their primary source of income. Investment properties are just that investment. So it's supposed to add and help build more wealth. You're not supposed to use it as soon as you get it. Yeah. So if you're using your other properties to live, you probably shouldn't be a landlord. I mean, nobody should really be a landlord anyway. Um, because there's just too much like ethical and moral, I guess, dissonance that you're going to have the experience when you become one. Yeah. Um, and there's no way that you can be an ethical landlord to a certain extent for real. Like you're going to end up having to fuck somebody's life over at one point or another. Um, but also I just think that sometimes like I, a lot of landlords were commenting under it and was like, this is unacceptable. And I'm like, but how? Yeah. I don't understand because why it's unacceptable. Y'all are mad because y'all would be, y'all are mad when the judge tells y'all. Wait, did they say why it was unacceptable? Cause I'm really not understanding. Because they were just saying that people are lazy and they think that like, they think everything should get like given to them. But I'm like, I, under certain experience and under certain, like, I guess circumstances. Excuse me, you can go ahead. I got a call. No, you good. No, I'm about to say landlords that feel that way can suck my dick because, like, I know, and I don't, so I have a job. I have a job. It pays okay for the work I do, whatever. But I've been looking for other jobs, and it's like, one, finding a good job is really hard. Like, finding a job, period, is hard right now. But also, the jobs that they have available are paying terribly. 
Like, I saw a fucking teacher's position that was open for $32,000 a year. And who the fuck is And it's that like, who's man? fuck yeah, who, who's being, who's able to pay rent with that for real, for real? I'm not and teaching people, your kids for eight hours a day and only getting paid thirty two. It's just like, yo, like, if you, if y'all ever had the time, you too, Rashi, go through Indeed <laughs> and see, like, the fucking qualifications people have and line that up with the money that, that they're paying they're, for that shit. But they're asking you to have, like, degrees now to just give you, like, fucking, like, a $15 an hour. And I'm like, that's wild. Like, because, like, by no means do I feel like... I feel like I shouldn't get paid more than a social worker. I feel like I shouldn't get paid more than a, a CNA or an LPN. I'm just going to keep it... Like, the shit I do specifically, I don't feel like I do. And I feel... And I, I think it's... And I think it sucks that I do get paid more because, like, people are definitely... Put in more work in than I do. And I it's all these positions that are open that should be getting paid more. And it's like they're not. So it's like for you to say people are being lazy is wild. Because also the price, the cost of living has gone up. Ooh. Like I know the people, price of everything has gone yeah, up. But like I, I know people that like, first off, the cost of living goes up like period, like period over years. But like since the pandemic, like I know so many people that are trying to look for places. And now like the shit that they was looking at prior to the pandemic is like. Is way more expensive than it is, you know, than it was then. Wait, it was it's more expensive now than it was then. And it's just like for you to say people are out here being lazy and people really be genuinely out here looking for jobs. I only know of two people that's really content living off of unemployment. We not gonna embarrass y'all. Anywho, um there for me, it's like it's a very clear example of what you said. Like, think about just in general, like what was it? Um, not yeah, like toilet paper, right? Toilet paper oh. before the pandemic, before we thought we were gonna have to be inside, before any of this ever even like you know was a smell in our noses. Toilet paper. Well, I mean, let's not let's be clear about something. We were already in twenty twenty, so like toilet paper was already expensive, but now it's it's even more expensive. It's like three dollars more than what the fuck it was last year. Yeah. Because, like, technically shit like that and, like, other, like, cleaning products and shit like that are still, like, hot hot finds and stills and grabs these days because of the pandemic and everybody thinking that we may have to, like, go back in for another lockdown, right? Oh, fuck, I'm not. And so I'm just, like, it's just crazy when you, like, actually sit here and examine this shit because it's, like, a lot of poverty pimping going on. And it's, like, so many people, like, COVID has its own rendition of capitalism and this pandemic has taught us how far people will go to get a coin and how they'll use health and how they'll use the most impacted by it to capitalize on more wealth and it's the craziest experience ever if this experience hasn't taught y'all why the fuck we should eat the rich i just don't know how and then i also think there's this idea because this one woman you know at first, I appreciated her. Um, I guess I can always appreciate like different opinions as long as people are respectful. But at what point when I tell you, when I comment and say that people are losing out and families are being displaced and kids are becoming homeless, and then your only question is, oh, well, you can't be a bum in my shit. Huh? We're not disagreeing at this point, and you're just displacing, and you're overall, you have no care and no empathy for people's lives, and children's lives specifically, and black and brown. First of all, black landlords, and these were black landlords who were saying this shit. Black people who kick other black people out when you understand conditions and you've been through shit like that and you know people in your life who've been through shit like that, you need your ass beat. Like, you really do. Like, somebody needs to put you on bended knee and fuck you up. Like, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't understand where that lack of empathy comes from. Um, Capitalism. 
Yeah, capitalism. There it's you go. Dog, it's answer. just a dog eat dog world out here, and it's just like it's really. I, I, I'm glad that they were able to come to this agreement to make it mandatory, basically to just like have landlords do this. But it's also just like, but again, why did it have to be said? That's true. Because people are heartless. And I think one of my other thoughts about that is also there are so many people who are talking about hard work and this concept of hard work. I'm sorry. First of all, obtaining hard work is not the only way you can obtain a home. That's number one. Yeah. There are things like tangled title. There are like instances where like a distant relevant, I mean, where a, a relative of yours who you may not even know exists dies and you get it. You get a property that you don't know about. And that shit happens more than what people disclose. Um, again, there are wills. People are left things after people die. There are just overall deed transfers. There are sheriff sales. There are auctions. People okay, go all. You know what I'm saying? Like people aren't just buying houses at these big ass record prices. Yeah. Like you know the um the one joined the, the BLM co-founder for like 1.4 million dollars. But that's another story for another that's day. Insane. I'm not gonna read her right now. That's but disgusting. I do think this is a conversation, a topic we should talk about soon. Um, but yeah, you're corny bitch. Anyway, um, (laughs) so it's like that whole idea of hard work. And I'm like, I'm sorry, y'all, but like y'all really be out here working like fuck y'all be hyping shit to tell us that y'all work 60 hours a week and y'all be like that overtime. Uh, my, I ain't never been no bum and this, this, and that. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you ain't never had a nap and you ain't never had no rest either. That's why them bags under your eyes are so motherfucking heavy. Capitalism be doing a, a number on you bitches and you be aging immensely. You girls go to work and be working like literally like fucking 60 hours a fucking week and y'all be bragging about it just so y'all can go to fucking Miami for one weekend once a year. And y'all be having all them bags under y'all eyes. And y'all be aging like five years after working at a job for one year. That's not my (laughs) quote-unquote American dream. And it's not my dream job. Just as, I forget what her name was, but I don't dream of labor. There is no laborist dream I have. And I'm sorry to you girls that think that hard work is the way to live. But honestly, it isn't. There's really nothing you should be doing that should be taking so much time out of your day because they can't pay you to live. It's sad that y'all think that that's okay. Um, But I don't have the answer to that. You do. So I hope you get better, friend. Um, And hit me up when y'all need some crowdfunding money for your back surgery because that's a lot of hours to be working. It may be foot surgery as well. You need to go see a podiatrist if you're on your feet for 60 hours a week. Well, I'm, I'm just like, it was like the subtle read. I'm just like, oh, no. But, yeah, um, no, I agree with Rashid. Um, my dream is not to, I don't, yeah, like, I used to like, ask people, what's your dream job? Or people used to ask me. I do not have a dream to work. So, I do not have a dream job. Like, I girl, mean. My dreams have to do with everything else but working. Yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah. Um, and be clear, right? Work and hobbies are two different things, right? Work and hobbies, listen to that again. Work and hobbies are two different things because hobbies, again, are what? Voluntary. So this podcast is not... So we have to do work in order to like develop and do things like that, but it's still voluntary. So this podcast and things like that and entertaining folks... That's me and Erica's hobby. This isn't a job for us. We don't get paid for the girls' room. That's number one. 
And number two, yeah, it's voluntary. Like, I don't got nothing else to say about that. Like, there's really nothing else to say about that. Yeah, like, when I finger pop people's assholes, it's definitely voluntary. That's interesting because Erica doesn't like touching butts and she doesn't like people to touch her butt. (laughs) Well, not, like, necessarily touching the butt, but she doesn't like whole interaction. To be honest, I'm like, I know there are some people out there that like butts, but I really don't like butts. I don't like touch. Like, it's not like... (laughs) Like, I don't be out here smacking people asses and shit or, like, grabbing. Like, I was just talking. When I was at the uh, the girls' night last night, they was talking about how they like to grab they niggas' butts and everything. And I'm like, I've just never been that person. Like, it's never been my cup of tea. But, like, I like legs, so I'll slide my pussy over your leg like a slug. I like That's a butt. about it. I think when I was younger and I was, like, real socialized into thinking that, like, bottoms and stuff like that should strictly be into penises. I think that, like, I was very small and weak-minded and feeble-minded. But <laughs> I'm grown now. I'm a man. Have you ever heard that song? No. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's like, it's like it's like it's a lot of stuff I'm not it's, understanding. I feel bad. I believe it's Switch. I just thought yeah, of... I just will never be a... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said I'm grown. I thought of Tiffany Evans. Oh no! But yeah, um, yeah, I'm growing and shit, and so like I just, it you know, well, overall, just education and experience, and realizing that there are just overall things that you like with like different opportunities and experiences that you do. Um, yeah, apps is really where it's at. I love it. Like I don't necessarily have to like be penetrating it, or I don't have to have minds, but it's a very erotic zone, uh, erogenous zone, and I just, you know, it's the bee's knees. So. <sighs> I know we were talking about that, but if you don't have anything further, I don't. I don't. No, you're good. (laughs) How do we get on ass? I forget. It don't matter. Go ahead. We quick sandy. (laughs) We did. That's all that we need to know. Um. So then, also, just our last thing on the agenda for today. Um. For what's tea before we spill the tea? Um. Share earlier this week, (laughs) or was it last week? Whatever the case may be. Um, when the Chauvin trial was going on on TV, Sheer had tweeted this, like, I guess you can, it was, honestly, it was the funniest shit I ever seen in my life. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I laughed. I laughed for about 30 minutes. It was very comical. And it was like, are you insane? It was definitely white. And it reminds you that no matter what, like, no matter how progressive you think somebody is and no matter how, like, dedicated to the, like, first of all, I've never seen Sheer as this, like, dedicated to the work, like, woman that, like, these, these girls try to make her out to be. Right, like, I I I I don't see it for her. Um, I don't see it for most celebrities, for real, for real. So I just don't understand why people were so shocked that she would say something like this. I thought it was very on brand for any like rich white woman, to be honest. But anyway, she has said on Twitter, and she said, "Was talking with mom." <laughs> First of all, that was I'm going to just stop right there at talking at mom because Cher's already like a good seventy. Her mom is giving Prince Philip and she refuses to go and she is ready to just sit on this earth and just watch the destruction of it. And honestly, that's a selfishness I can get with because I would love to see the destruction of the U.S. empire as well. Oh, um, okay. But anyway, she says, was talking with mom and she said, I watched trial of policeman who killed George Floyd and cried. I said, Mom, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I kept thinking, maybe if I'd been there, I could have helped. 
It's the delusion for me. It was just like, like, you know, like, what would she have done? And I guess it's like, I think about it in the sense where it's like, oh, like, they probably be like, oh my gosh, here, right? But I'm also like, police don't care about share enough to not be violent towards black people. Like, they don't care enough to go against their programming because share is on the street. You know, I just, well, one, it's like, well, again, it's like, it made me feel like she was like thinking like this was like, this was premeditated and like she could have went there before it happened. I'm like, that's weird. But, oh God, here you go. But then also it's like, I was thinking like she would be like this, like in, in the middle of the street like this, like instead of just walking, she would be like <laughs> with her arms up, like just like, no, don't shoot. Like, you know, that's, I mean, not don't shoot, but like, stop. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. Like, but yeah, I never thought of her just being like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm walking down the street. They're going to like, look at me and be distracted. I just thought she would have been doing something physically to actually stop it, but I see now that I was wrong, and it was actually stupid to think that, but also, like, Cher is really wild, like, this is the epitome of, like, white savior. But I also just thought about, like, there were, like, of course, white people under her comments. Um, Me too. Who were, like, get, right, who were, like, and even, like, some black people, right, who, of course, tap dance and pander. Um, who were giving very much like y'all are sitting there acting like y'all have never thought about like having like being in a bad situation like somebody being in a bad situation and thinking about how things would have been different if you were there and I'm like yeah child that's for like if my friend got jumped bitch like yeah like, like, like if something happened in Minneapolis like no I couldn't have been there like, and I'm, just, like I'm like what girl like for me it's like it's delusion like it's actual insanity for you people to sit here and try to make sense out of their shit and I'm like yes we've all wished that we've been somewhere because of a fucked up incident but like, no, like, police violence is very real for black people. And no matter how many black people are around, it's going to happen. Yeah. And police only, police love, they love an audience. Because, again, this is like from, this is tradition carried back from old days when white folks used to sit around TV and watch, like, black people be brutalized for, like, Sunday brunch, like, activities and shit, right? So I'm like, that's a normal ritual for them is having an audience. So they honestly would have just thought Sheer was there to perform. Like, I don't understand what the fuck Sheer was going to do. Bitch, the fuck you was going to do, Sheer? She don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm really having a hard time understanding what she thought was going to happen. Like, that's weird. I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's, it's, I don't have It's work. crazy because you know what I, I imagine? I'm not gonna lie. I like I you ever seen Burlesque? I love Burlesque. And you know that one song that she does that one song that she does by herself? Yeah. I imagine that. I imagine after Her walking like, down the street. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, 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 I seen a music video. Yeah. And I'm just seeing like Cher in that fucking up pitch ass voice she got talking about and like it, while it, he's like choking in the background. I was about to say. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, and it's like this shit. And it's like, it sounds funny, but it's like, this shit really not funny. Like, this shit is fucking weird. Like, it's weird for white people to have these thoughts of such saviorism. Like, you bitches really need help. Like, it's, that's ridiculous. Child, like, girl, she having me blow out a lung. Like, I'm smoking right now. I'm enjoying myself. And, like, just thinking about this has really just pissed me off, Cher. Like, and it's very on brand. Oh, and then also she had gave this apology. 
She gave this apology. The way she tweets makes me upset because it's hard for me to really read through it. And that's the thing. Right. Because she definitely tweets. She definitely tweets with too many like grammatical errors. Um, and overall just wrong forms of things. And I just be having time, no time. Exactly. Um, exactly. Like, and so the apology says, I just got off the phone with friend Karen. First of all, if your friend's name is Karen, that's all I needed to know, sis. Told her what happened and realized you can piss people off. No shit, Sherlock. And hurt them by not knowing everything that's not appropriate to say. I know people <laughs> apologize when they're in a jam. But to God, I am truly sorry if I upset anyone in black community. (laughs) (laughs) I know my heart. And I'm like, and that's the thing about it is because y'all know your heart, but we don't. Well, y'all know y'all are so sure of yourselves and so sure and so confident in your quote unquote activism that you you don't even realize how much whiteness you're exuding. And also in black community. It's giving Melania Trump, and I'm tired, Erica. That's what I was about to say. I'm, like, is I'm she encouraging I'm like, is, everybody is she to be best. Is she a foreign? No, she was raised here in America. Okay, I don't have no thought. Oh, she just, she just old tech, like, yeah. like, like tech, okay. And I'm just like, it's very much Melania Trump. It's giving everybody be besties, and I just don't have time. Like, it's one thing. It's just too much. It's it's too it's too many errors in your life, sis. I don't have time, man. Like, you know what? Shout out to Chaz Bono. <laughs> what the fuck? That's well, her son. No, I know, but it just threw me off. It was just like okay. Because I'm just thinking about like what he like what he probably had to deal with like behind closed doors when he transitioned, and like how Cher actually probably was because like again. I can't stand a motherfucker who acts like they're so for you, right? But then are also asking you questions and then making statements that are also just overall gaslighting and, like, gives up accountability of what you did to, like, fuck with me. Oh, wow. This, and that's what Cher gives. This is random. This is the first time I saw Cher, like, you know, when she was younger without oh, the Oh, she was giving. She was giving. She was giving the girls life. Yeah, people always, like, woman. yeah. I mean... <laughs> I don't really know why she had to change shit. Well, be, that's well, how I feel about Summer Walker. It's just too. work. And that's the thing about it. It's just work done. Like, these girls act like, you know, their vegan lifestyles are what keeps them looking like that. And I'm like, you're rich, bitch. Like, yeah, your, your green keep you looking like that, bitch. Yeah, your greens is definitely <laughs> making you look like that. The greens you got, I ain't got. Okay. Because <laughs> them joints is expensive. Yeah, child. Hopefully. No, but she was pretty, though. That's interesting. She was pretty. So oh, what well. else you got? That's all you got? I think, yeah, that's all we got. I mean, Cher was, played herself a little bit. Uh, you know, I think overall, <laughs> wasn't really much to say about these Wednesday topics. It was just like, hmm. It was just kind of like, you know, it was cool. So but, cool. So that kind of just concludes our What's Tea segment. So pretty soon, we're going to be moving into our Spill the Tea segment, where we spill your tea and we give our honest reactions to it. Um, So as any other week, I'm going to give you guys some time to just regroup if you need it. Meet us back here in a few, and we'll see you there. Hey, you guys, we're back and we're better than ever. Fuck you talking about bitches. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me stop. No, but as promised. Shout um, out to the Nequa Davis. <laughs> Okay, I don't run. I have. I'm sorry. I have to run, but I don't want to do this today. 
Shout out to Joko. Okay. <laughs> Today's Thursday. Okay. But anyway, um, cool. So as promised, we're doing Spill the Tea, the girls' room confession. So I'm going to read out the first one because I feel like it's the one that we can get out the way the quickest. Perfect timing. Are y'all related? Had to know. What are your relations? I want y'all to stop asking this question because I feel like we tell y'all that we are chosen siblings all the time and that we've been friends since we were in high school all the time and i feel like y'all want something more like i feel like y'all want mess like y'all want me to up one day and be like yeah i'm the actual like biological father of like shiloh's dad and like she was cheating on like her ex with me the whole time and like i've been playing like the friend when i've been like doing something sexual with her it's not going to change she's my chosen sibling you know it's also like you know rashi you don't have to hide anymore i um actually gave birth to rashi when i was younger she fucking wishes we all dream and so did mlk (laughs) child he shook right now at the thought of that dream you just had no but um yeah no me and rashi are definitely chosen siblings um of course we all have um siblings of our own um, for me personally, I don't have like a decent relationship with my siblings. Um, so I'm really happy that I'm able to have uh the relationship I've always wanted with a sibling with Rashid. Period. Um, and he's honestly the best. Um, and it was sibling day the other day. Happy sibling day, happy honey. Sibling day. You're my bitch. You're my nigger. Okay. What is Nigger music? <laughs> Wait, why would they ever Sometimes put I just sit there and I think in my head, like, all I hear is Negor music. And I'm like, <laughs> I really have to look at that, John, because, like, it's, that's really funny It's giving shit. MMG, like, it's giving, like, Maybach music. It's like, Negor music. <laughs> 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 I'm like, what, child? Yeah, but I don't, yeah, that's Dreams it. That's, wild. that's <laughs> a, yeah, the queen. Let me stop. Period. No, yeah, but that's something, um, that's our relation. We're, um, siblings, um... And, you know, his mom is my mom. So. Period. And that's all y'all need to know. And that's on Jones Gang. Gang, gang. Chestnut Hill Gang. Okay. So, question number two. How do you move on after a breakup in a pandemic? (laughs) So, this is very specific. (laughs) Um, And I have not endured. Thank God. I have not endured a breakup during the pandemic. Um... I would imagine that it's a little harder because you don't get to have that like time where you get to spend time outside away from other people and not be alone with your thoughts. Right. Um, hobbies. Yeah. Like find some inside hobbies, preferably ones that you didn't practice much. Try to find new hobbies, right? New hobbies because practicing things that you may have like experienced or done with your like past partner could just make you think about them. So, like, you know, try to get into, like, some sewing or... Maybe, like, therapy, too. Like, if, you, if you're if you able to do... I know, th- again, therapy helps. And I know a lot of people have been able... Always therapy. ...to utilize to it, you know, in the pandemic. It's become easily accessible. And also, like, people have time to do it now. So, I would probably say also, like, maybe look into therapy if you're if able to. Or maybe, like, you know, have a friend that you can find solace in. And then also just examine why you broke up with a person. Like, if you broke up with them because... Like, one of the common themes that I was discussing with my therapist that we were just talking about is that a lot of people broke up during a pandemic because they got with somebody who they thought they liked, but it was because y'all weren't spending that much time together or y'all only spent time at, like, very specific 
points. So y'all didn't know the extent to who the other person was. And now because you're forced to be with somebody 24-7, which can be exhausting. And that's not saying that you're not going to get tired of a person you're around. But if somebody's every thought leads you, like if the thought of somebody and the actions that somebody is doing is leading you to want to break up with them during a the pandemic, then you should examine why it is you got with them in the first place. Um, and you should examine those things. And if they're really, even if it's a really exhausting, like, negative list that should tell you why you should move on and why that should tell you why you should just be happy you moved on to be honest because you're worth so much more than it right if those like if those things are negative if those things are like if 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 it just wasn't working but there was no real negative factor to it that's a different story but you still have to do some self-examining and some like you know re-examination of what the relationship was then if there wasn't any real connection um, also, like, as far as, like, you just reflecting on the person and why y'all broke out, I would just also think about, like, if there were red flags and kind of just keep mental notes of that so you don't have to go through that again. Period. Because I know that's something I have to oftentimes do is I have to really think about what, you know, like, what, what characteristics these people have if there was a pattern in the past to kind of just cleanse my soul and my vagina of those types of people that I run into. Um, also, just don't move on super quick. Take some time for yourself yeah, because a lot of people try to find solace in something they're missing, which is just like an extra body to keep them warm. And that's probably why you got into the relationship in the first place, because a lot of us just want bed warmers. We don't want, I mean, we don't necessarily know what we want in a person, but we do know that it gets lonely at night and that that's okay. Um, and you can build real connections with people who you have to fill in those gaps. But I think that sometimes we should get to know ourselves after a relationship. 100%. Um, not saying that every, every relationship you step out of is going to be like that. Cause sometimes you will step into a situation with another person and that situation might be better than the last situation you had. And you have like way less regrets and way less reserves about that, that one than this one. But I do think at some point. In any relate in, in some relationship in your life, there should be a point where you've lived for a little bit on your own and you've gotten a chance to experience some things and you've gotten a chance to like examine what it is that you like and what you don't like and what you will accept and what you won't accept. So yeah. Um, but either way, I wish you the best of luck because um, Honestly. you know, moving moving on in general is always something it's always um that can be difficult. Um but yeah, like Raj G said, just make sure you don't rush into something else. Because a lot of times, you know, you're not fully fully healed from that relationship. You can bring baggage. Not saying that, no, you know, there are people out there that don't have baggage. I believe that everybody has baggage. But yeah. you don't want to bring a very toxic type of baggage to the next relationship or situationship that you have. So, um, yeah, but best of luck. And I hope that you're able to, uh, you know, find peace um, and just heal. Honestly. So, period. Um, okay, cool. Um, the next question is, what's the worst sex you ever had? I'll go first. (laughs) Um, I was like talking to this one guy for a few weeks and he was cool and I hadn't had sex with anybody for like a few months. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just get my rocks off tonight. Um... And he picked me up from, did he pick me up from work? No, I got home and he picked me up from my house and we had went back to his house. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, 
it was cool. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I, when I have it in my head, I'm going to do it. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to fuck this man tonight just because. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a real, like, super big attraction. But you know how you are. You're like, you know, like, that's. There's some days you're just like, child, like, you know, next nigga who, who aboard the train is going to get it. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we had, like, started, and it was like, we were, like, just doing, like, little foreplay stuff, and it was like, his tongue was, like, real, like... Rough? Not rough, but you know how niggas just be, like... They don't know how to have a good balance of, like, saliva. So, it was just, like, real drippy Dry. and everywhere. Oh. It was, like, real wet. Ooh. And I was, like, oh, my God. Like, and he was trying to, like, kiss me with it. And I was, like, uh-huh. I don't like that. And then he started even, like... No. Even if I feel like my... <laughs> if I feel like my neck or my, like, nipple is too wet, like, you're doing the most. And, like, you're not... You're doing... You're doing too much of not enough. Um, and I'm trying to think about what it was. Hmm. Oh, so then after that, okay, cool. I was like, you know what? So he, he, he ended up like giving me, um, like fellatio first, right? He ended up giving me fellatio first. And, like, because his mouth was, like, wet and shit, like, that was different. So, it's one thing for you to have a wet mouth on my body, and it's another thing for you to have a wet mouth on my genitals, right? So, cool. So, that was, like, okay. It wasn't, like, uh, I mean, I give it, like, maybe a 3.5 out of, 3.5 stars out of 5. Um, okay. And so, that I was I was say 10. I'm, like, that's wild. And so, again, I'm not, like, big on size, and I'm not a size queen, right? And Erica knows this. I'm not a size queen, like... I can work with just about almost anything. Keyword being almost. Now, keep in mind, I'm fat. Oh, wait. I remember this. <laughs> right. Keep in mind, I'm fat. And then he's fat, right? So, you know, you know, by a certain point, certain things just ain't going to work. Agreed. And so, my good sis was definitely, like, he kind of has, like, he got the fupa happening, like, he got, like, the fupa thing happening where it's, like, he got, like, the extra fat around his dick so it makes it a little smaller, like, than most yeah. people, right? Yeah. And so, it, I, I thought, like, maybe, like, when he got erect, it would, like, get no. bigger. And, like, it just, it just no. kind of, like, <laughs> like, the texture changed, but the form was the no! same. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And I was just, like, well, first of all, there's no way I'm putting my mouth on this because... It's giving clitoris. But, 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 but didn't you used to do well with that? I did, but it's not a. It's it wasn't a vagina, so it was. It felt different. It felt very tainted. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, "All right, cool, whatever." Um. So I guess after that. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And then also what happened was we, while we were like laying there and we were like making out and stuff, his dog kept trying to like come into the room and kept like trying to like sneak up on the bed. And I was like, this is dead. Like, <laughs> this is fucking dead. And I was like, yeah, he, and I asked him, I was like, yeah, can you like put your dog outside the room, close the door? And he was like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. And I'm like, that's shit dog's giving. Shit fucking around the dog starts sniffing your ass. Then he'd be like, wait, get the fuck out of okay. here. Like, um, then I'm like, all right, cool. Like, that's not a problem, right? So, 
Next thing you know, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not doing this. So, again, going back to the dick size, I was like, I'm not doing this. It was giving clitoris, and I was like, I just can't bring myself to do anything with this. And I'm not, like, trying to make him feel bad, but... And this was wrong, but I definitely, like, text Erica real quick. You did. And I told Erica to call me and tell me that she was going to the hospital so I would have to leave. And, and Erica being my... Yes, okay, Erica being my lord and savior. <laughs> Answered my prayers and my calls, and she called me. And you know, she even gave it a little razzle dazzle and was ecstatic, ecstatic on the phone. And I was like, Oh my god, like, are you okay? And she was like, Yeah, you know, I'm good, but like, I just gotta go to the hospital. Da-da-da-da. So I was like, Yeah, I'm sorry, man, like, I gotta go to the hospital. Like, my sister is there. Um, yeah, an accident happened, so I gotta go to the hospital. And he was like, Oh my god, it's okay, like, are you good? Like, you want me to give you a ride to the hospital? And I was like, No, I'm sorry, like. I don't feel right after, you know what I'm saying, like, leaving you stranded like this, like, leaving you, like, in the middle of this like this. I okay, don't feel, empathy. I don't feel good, like, taking a ride. <laughs> okay, fake ass empathy. I don't feel, like, good getting a ride from you because I feel like I'm putting you out your way too much. And he was like, I respect that. He was still pushing to get me a ride, but I was like, I don't He thought he me. could get his dick sucked on the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that wasn't happening. Um, I don't know how it would fit. Like, I just, again, like, even in my mouth, like, it would, it's... Yeah, only thing I could do would was like, probably play with my tongue. Like, <laughs> ew, like ew, and that's the thing. I'm sorry, y'all. That's like, how it be when niggas dicks be really soft, uh, and you gotta like bring it back to like. Like sometimes we just have really trash experiences, <laughs> but then also I'm gonna be very honest with y'all. He definitely dick fished because he sent a picture. He sent a picture, and it I wasn't the same fish. thing. It was. It absolutely wasn't the same thing. Like absolutely wasn't. What he sent was workable, and I was like, you know what? I can do anything with that. But then what he sent, it was like no. And then what I seen in person, it wasn't the same thing. And I was like, oh, so like, bitch, you thought you was playing me? Well, bitch, I I played you. I don't know why, but something about what you said just now, I was like, I want a burger. Did you say something had to do with burger? Like this? No, but I've been thinking about at least McDonald's for like the last like oh, yeah. 15 minutes. So, twin, twin telepathy. Um, that was a really unfortunate situation. <laughs> so, I yeah. remember that. I remember it so vividly, yo. Like, so, that was a long story, but yeah, I'm sure Erica has something better for you guys. I mean, honestly, you know, well, you already know, like, I've had my fair share of terrible sexual experiences. Um, I probably would say, um, <laughs> I hooked up with this guy and I'll never forget it. He, he was in, he, he worked for city year. Um, and he, <laughs> and he came over and we were having sex. Um, I was on top, which is something I don't do often cause I'm lazy. Um, Period. okay. Cause especially after Shiloh, she took my knee, she took my calcium girl. All you gonna get is a good school out of me now, if anything. <laughs> we were, but you you remember this, though. You remember this. Um, I was having sex with him, and I heard a pop. Oh wow! I heard a pop, and I was like, "Oh my wait, did I break his dick?" Like you know, it, it can't yeah, break, but you lot. know, yeah. And then you know, I came off of it, and like the skin from his like the shaft oh, separated from his head. God, so Erica. it was like the the space in between, like you know, right. Beneath, like the head of his dick, it was like all red, and then I was like, "What the hell?" And he said, "No, it's cool. That happens often." I'm like, "What?" That joint definitely like just it fucked me up really bad, and I was I just basically told him I had so like we, this is done, and I went to Rashid's job right after that because I was so traumatized because boy, why is your dick separating like that? 
Um, but I, that's, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I really could probably think of others that were sexual experiences. That was the wildest for me personally. Um, it's between that and then also, like, oh, man, like, yeah, it was, or like the time this boy tried to get me to eat his ass and then it smelled. It was so weird because one, I never saw I was eating your ass. Like he just lifted his legs up, and I'm like, "What?" And then my whole room just smelled bad. And I was like, "This is why I don't have people over." Like, <laughs> wow, I'm sorry. Not, not he lifted his legs up and you're like, "Shit!" I was like, at that point, you gotta be like, is that shit on the gooch. Oh <laughs> my god, these niggas are nasty. You yeah. have to leave. You have to leave. Like, not you coming to a dick appointment and you didn't practice proper hygiene. You ain't wash up. First of all, I don't understand, period, when people have you over and, like, one, they not washed or, like, the area that you're supposed to be in isn't clean. I hate going over in niggas' houses and it's dirty. It's like, you knew I was coming. Like, what the fuck is going on? That's disgusting. No respect for me now. Perfect. I'm sorry, but that's really disgusting. I don't know how you deal with that. Um, I just told him to leave. That's really all you can do. Cause like, that's like when we was like when we was in voices and the girls would twerk and it would just smell musty. It'd be like you gotta go or piss. Like come on, you're that fucking so with me funny now for real. You're fucking with me. That's tea. Yeah, but those are our like really bad sex stories. I mean, they're bad. That's what a worst sexual experience of your life is supposed to sound like. <sighs> So moving on to number four, um, it says, I've been with my boyfriend for seven years now, but I'm always bored. He's always broke. (laughs) Oh, shit. We're not sexually on each other's level, but I love that man. What do I do? I'll tell you what you do. If you haven't already, you go to your landlord and you ask to put him on the lease or ask to put yourself on the lease. And you be roommates and you pay half of the rent because that's all the fuck you are is roommates. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love my roommate as well. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, like that, it really, that is a frustrating situation. I mean, again, I wasn't, um, I've had an ex like that. I wasn't with him for like seven years, but that shit does get old after a while, especially if you're trying to help them become a better person and they're clearly not there for the assistance. I mean, it is frustrating, but I would probably ask you, have you tried to communicate with your, with your partner, um, talk about your feelings? Cause you know, like a lot of times, uh, these things can be helped by just talking it out. Um, but then sometimes they can't. And I respect that as well. I also feel like, have you, it like, I guess it's the question is, have you already had talks with this person? Right? Like, that's what I'm missing because I feel like if you already had talks with this person, oh, then it's a dub probably, And, like, they're just not... Again, you don't want people to change, right? You don't want people to change in personality. But if this person is not supplying any money and is not bringing home any coins and, like, is jobless and is always jobless and, like, they're not applying themselves, right? Um, And then also there's something to be said about somebody who can't please you sexually in the bedroom because then it brings, like, well, are y'all spicing it up? Have you had talks with him about that? Is he not comfortable with some of the stuff that you're comfortable with to bring you pleasure? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... I personally can't be with somebody who's not going to listen to my, you know, wants and needs as it pertains to pleasure. I can get over a whole lot of shit, but if you give me bad sex, it's a rubber dub dub. I'm good. Um, for me, it's the always broke. 
Yeah, that was really wild. Um, I think at this point in my life, like, I would be, like, upset about, like... Of course, I will be upset about not being sexually compatible with somebody I've been with for so long. But, like, I don't know. Like, to this day, I've never had a nigga really do... The only nigga that's ever done anything nice for me, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, has been Rashid. Like... And it's like, and that, and that's, and that speaks volumes probably about the men that I date and like who I am. But like, um, I can't do somebody broke anymore. Like, it's just not happening for me. Like, I'm not, cause I'm like, I'm not giving my all to not get anything in return. Like, it's right. just like, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's exhausting. So like, yeah, like if you a certain age and you broke all the time, like you gotta go, buddy. Like, it's just like. Yeah, it, yeah. it's just like, I'm sorry to say that, but like, you do. Because it's like, I just need somebody with work ethic. I need somebody who's able to reciprocate things. I need somebody who's financially responsible and able to provide for themselves and doesn't need me to provide for them. So, I mean, I, yeah, like, what Rashid said, like, did y'all talk already? Because if y'all did, like, and he's still doing the same shit, it's a dub. 100%. Maybe, maybe you could explore polyamory. Um. Maybe y'all could talk about maybe, like, being a thruple or something like that. Or, like, having your own independent relationships away from each other. Because if you love him, again, there's no reason why you can't be with him. But, like, you know, introduce somebody who can spice your life up, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? That can add money, too? Yeah, because, you know what I'm saying? There's no such thing as just, like, only having to have one partner. But if if that's what the agreement is, then, I mean, yeah, like, stick to that. But maybe explore it. You know, would you be able to do polyamory? I would be, but I would only do it in the sense where it's like a thruple or like we're a group relationship. Okay. And I think that my my limit would probably be three three people. Okay, that's yeah. fair. I I I respect people that are able to do polyamory. I think I like the thought, but like knowing me as a person, I'm like Jigglypuff. Give me all of your attention. I want it now. So, okay. But um. No, but that's decent, though. I think that's good. Yeah, but, like, if polyamory can be a choice for y'all, I would probably try to do that, if anything. But also, if again, um, I think we really have to put emphasis on deading shit that's already dead, like, just ending it. Right, because saying you're bored, like, there ain't nothing else worse than bored. But know? also, like, how many times have, like, I, I can I can count too many times how many times I've um let relationships continue to go even after it's dead because I'm like, I already put the, all this time into it. Right. And, like, I don't want to give up on it. But it's like, that shit is really toxic so if you feel like you need to go go because i mean granted love is love but after a certain point love it has to be more than love it has to be action it has to be intention so yeah that's i'm sorry i'm sorry person i don't know i just also want to give a warning real quick after this question we have a lot of long questions so just bear with us we may not get through all of them today, by the way. Like, if we go over, honestly, an hour and a half of these questions, because this is already going to be a long episode, um, if we go over an hour and a half on these questions, we're definitely going to have to add them to a ne- to, to the next bunch that we're going to do yeah. on the next time we do a episode like this. Honestly, I could see this also being a weekly episode episodic podcast um, away from the girls' room. Hmm, thinking about it. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay, I have a coworker that's an older white male and he drains the fuck out of me with the stupid and sometimes racist shit he says. It's really overwhelming, but I never really I'm really never feel comfortable saying anything cuz always in conversation to a white non-employee. That and I do not want to be treated as an angry black woman or that I'm taking 
I'm making a big deal out of nothing. I already set a date to give my two weeks notice because I even reached out to my manager but received no help and it's really draining. But how can I avoid having this issue at my future places of employment? Easy. You have a conversation with your superior, whoever is over that person. However, every conversation you have, you need to bring in a witness. That way, the witness can attest to everything that was said in the meetings. And anytime something goes and it has to be done legally, you're already covered and you have a witness. And also ask... Can you record too? I was yeah. going to say ask if it can be... Set up actual mediations. People don't realize that their companies have mediation processes. So a lot of times people jump to feeling like they have to automatically have a conversation with the person who's like offended them or they have to go to like the superior. You can request a mediation to work something out. That way somebody is there to facilitate the conversation so that it doesn't go overboard. That's number one. And then, you know, having witnesses for both of you um so everybody can you know interpret things the same way um and make sure that that higher up is there as well like there's somebody who's a superior there as well to be a part of the conversation and then also always make sure that you can ask to record those conversations but if you can't again y'all have the witnesses i would suggest having two witnesses who are non-biased i would love to say a non-biased you know witness so don't bring your friend don't bring somebody who you know is that person's friend. Bring two people who may be in the office. Ask to bring two people who are in the office who have nothing to do with anything and request it that way. I think there are so many times that we get caught up on that interpersonal shit. My whole thing is use their systems against them, right? Like they put up these systems where it's like, we don't want y'all to be transparent with each other right away to avoid issues. Okay, cool. So y'all don't want me to be transparent with them right away. So I'm going to let y'all handle this. So I'm going to let y'all know this is what this person's been saying. And now when when everybody in the room agrees that that's a little harsh, they have to give me an apology because of what the because of the protocols that y'all have laid out before I start working here. Um. Also, I'm sorry. You can go ahead, Erica. I don't want to take up too much space right away. I'll Actually, no, after. you're good because I feel like what you said already was what I was going to suggest. Okay. So, um, yeah, I would just want to say creating boundaries and essentially just bring somebody in. For real? Well, I was going to say record yeah. um, your meetings with, you know, your superiors and everything. But that's all. But go ahead. Also, when you are applying for jobs, I know some of us don't have the luxury to do that. I know sometimes I don't have the luxury to do this. But try to look up you reviews. know, information and reviews about your job oh, and what definitely. people say 100%. about it. And then also during interview questions, when they ask you if you have any questions for them, that is your time to be open and honest because here's the thing. If you ask a question that they don't like that interrogates their ethics and their values, you don't need to be working there anyway. So if you don't get the job based off of something that they didn't like that you asked, you didn't need to be working there anyway because they can't be transparent with you. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to work somewhere where some people are going to be tiptoeing around you and not giving you clarity. Agreed. No, I, I like that. That's a good answer. Um, definitely look at the reviews, though. Because, you know, Danny did that recently with a job she was working for. And, like, in the reviews, they said they have a problem with, like, mediating things that have to do with, you know, um, racist statements or misogynist statements. Very important, but employees will let you know what the fuck you're dealing with. For real, before you get there. Yeah, also, I've had people, like, reach out to me on LinkedIn about my, you know, about, like, my job and how it is working for them, like, as a person of color, as a woman or femme, whatever. Um, so, I think that's good, too. I don't mind when people reach out to me on LinkedIn. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah, do that. Do research. That's really what it comes down to. That's real. Set boundaries. Let them know that up front, like Rashi said. Period. Per. Um. I was also um. So. Yeah, I don't have anything else about that one. Um, moving on to the next question. Um, can threesomes exist with two men and one woman? Yes. That's what they are. I don't know. I, for every man who is listening, for every woman who is listening, for every non-binary person who is listening, for every like non-binary. Whoever is listening. Right. Um, whoever is listening. If it's three people. If it's three people, it's a threesome. Y'all can code it and y'all can sugarcoat it. With like misogynistic terms, By like saying train, train like and shit like, like that, like you're doing something to them, but it wouldn't be happening if they weren't allowing it. So my whole thing is, if they aren't allowing it, it's rape. <laughs> so anything that's not consensual is rape. But so if that's your fantasy, you probably shouldn't be having. But sex. also, I don't understand that either because, like, when growing up, I well, not saying train was ever a good term. But when I heard the term train, it was kind of like there weren't three people active at that specific moment, but they were kind of just coming in one after another. Like it was a transaction, mm-hmm. like an ex- like, you know, like getting on and off of a train. Um, so I don't even understand the difficulty or why people are trying to really understand, like, or no. not understanding that a threesome can be with two men and a woman. Right. And that's what it's, it's in the name. That's what it's always been. It doesn't make... And that's... So here's the thing. And it like, also doesn't make you gay. It doesn't so. make you any less gay. It doesn't make you any less straight. But my whole thing is you running from it and you trying to like dial things up makes it a little bit more suspect than what you think it would make you. Um. So yeah. Interrogate your ideals if you can't come to terms with two men and one woman being a threesome. Um. And kind of just radicalize and expand your thinking on what sexual liberation would look like for you. Have an imagination. Yeah. Um... it was just a funny question yeah but like I said like we both say threesome three two people one person it's three it's a threesome um and whatever you want to say however you think doesn't change the fact that it's a threesome so next question I will be a fan next question um, I finished listening to the newest podcast and it brought up some memories. I come from a big family and it was obvious that I was treated differently based on my size. Literally everyone out of eight children was the favorite at some point except for me. I would sometimes be denied food because I was too big. Looking back at it, I can see there were other factors like my not being black enough, bookish and quiet. But when I look at pictures, I look like a fucking crackhead. It still fucks me up because I still struggle with my weight and body dysmorphia. Um, mm. Well, first off, I just want to say I'm really sorry you had to go through that. I think that, again, like we said in the past episode, um, fat kids definitely have a lot to go through when they're younger. Um, again, I, I can't really... Um, you know, I don't want to like insert my own scenarios in there, but um, I know that it is traumatizing and like for you to look back on and see just how much you were treated differently. Um, body dysmorphia is something very tragic and it is unfortunately something that we all have to deal with at a point um, as fat people. Um, you know, thinking you were like fat as shit, like you should have been on my 600 pound life and you look back and like you were a perfect size and looking now, um, it's uh, it's wild. It's really wild how perception works and how you see yourself versus how mm-hmm. others see you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 
the fact that you were denied food was very abusive. Um, I don't think I was denied. Well, yeah, I was denied. My mom denied me food. Damn. My mom. This year. That's how I ate the um the um the Wendy's burger out the trash can. Oh my god. Did I not say that? <laughs> you didn't tell I don't think you told them that. You definitely told me that. But it's crazy how like you even like lock other people's traumas in the back of your head. Because like that <laughs> shit was that like, was embarrassing. Like that is that I, got, was I, got secondhand, I got secondhand shame from that. Like <laughs> and not like on your behalf, but on my mom's behalf. I'm like, I can't even believe you did that, sis. Yeah, like, yeah, they put me in fat camp. Well, she put me in fat camp, and I was so hungry. And my mom would come home from work, and she would, like, always buy all this shit from Wendy's. Like, she liked the Baconators. She liked the fries, all that shit. My mom, like, probably took two bites out of this one burger and threw it in the trash, and I saw it. And I was like, well, she about to go. She came in from work. Like, I'm about to. She about to go wash up. So when she washed up, I would just, I went, I went in the other bathroom, and I ate, and I grabbed the burger and went in the bathroom, sat on, like, the side of the tub, and I started eating the Baconator. This is too much, Erica. It's like, it is, you know what it is? It's like, when Erica tells stories, it's like, her face is just like, you, it's sad because it's like, when she talks, it's like, you can visualize it, and it's like, you, I can just imagine, like, being like, it's just like, pitiful. It's sad. Like, it's just... That's, I'm sorry that happened to you, sis. <laughs> I'm sorry it happened to the person that I'm sorry, whatever, all this stuff that happened to the person that, that Baconator was good that day when you're hungry. Um, oh, you know what? A Baconator is good, too, though. Like, you know, a Baconator is good, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, um. No, but for real. Um, so I guess my thoughts would just be on it. Like, everything that Erica said, again, abuse isn't good and like fat over like you know fat abuse is something overall that people overlook because they think that they're doing it in the name of health and you can't determine somebody else's health for them i know that a lot of parents think that like you know pushing their kids to lose weight and things like that isn't abusive but it is depriving your child of something like a food a nutrient right because you feel like they're getting too much is an abusive thing um you can introduce different food like my whole thing is if you're that if you're that i guess you can say press for your child to lose weight then i feel like you should press yourself to set a better example for them so introducing maybe some new foods to them introducing a different way of eating to them yeah not and i I mean like when i say different way of eating like it can be on a health like you you can you can actually begin to have your own in your household structure your meals right so it, we ate the same way every day. Like my grandma on school days, we went to school, ate lunch. When we when we we went to school, ate breakfast and lunch. We came home, dinner was ready for us at least like an hour after we got in, which was around maybe like five o'clock, right? And then by like eight, sometimes we she if we had like a doctor's appointment or something like that after work, I mean after school, then like dinner would be done later. Mm-hmm. But other than that, dinner was done like not too long after we got home. We ate. And then we can have like a snack or dessert or something like that, maybe around like seven, eight o'clock or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more structure and just making sure things are like laid out. Yeah. And I mean, but that doesn't mean that in between, if they want like an ice cream bar or something like that, you be all hyped like, no, you can't fucking have an ice cream bar because you're going to be fat as shit. Like, let them have that, but, un- but also understand that when you actually go by a schedule sometimes, like, 
it's easier because you know when you're going to eat, right? Yeah. When you don't have a structure, then it's all over the place. And that's how I gain, like, unhealthy eating habits sometimes. Well, first of all, I really don't think that sometimes it's a really unhealthy eating habit. Like, I think that everybody just has a personalized sense of, like, how they eat, right? Um, But, yeah, I think that if you're a parent and you're that concerned and your parent is that concerned, they should also be changing the way they eat. Because we learn our traits from our parents. So if I'm eating unhealthily, that means that you're eating unhealthily. Yeah. No, I agree. (laughs) I also just want to say and put emphasis on this. Like, I know a lot of people put weight in making sure that you eat healthy foods, that that's important. But it's also very important and mandatory that you also find joy in eating. So, like, you don't have to eat, like, Mm -hmm. an abundance of, like, healthy food. But you try to find different ways to incorporate them in main dishes. Exactly. To be able to enjoy it. Um, so I think that's something else that we can do as, you know, as people to just like make sure that like, you know, you're not policing what kids do, but you try to incorporate healthy things into their diet, like into what they're eating to make it, you know, more enjoyable for them. So they don't have to be looked at as, well, my, my parent is making me do this. And it's like, it, it, yeah, it's just fine as is. And that's something I'm learning from my parenting books. Also. For like making dishes. <coughs> oh, yeah. yes. Come on, motherhood. Um, also, I would just like to say that you, you know, we're talking about overall, you look like a crackhead compared to how you look now, probably. I'm sure you were beautiful then. I'm sure you're beautiful now. Um, but I do think that this comment specifically was like a little bit special to me. And I think Erica agrees because I think that when we receive comments and feedback that lets us know that you all not only listen to us, but, but took- then take, th- right, take things away from that. And you're able to re-examine and kind of like analyze things um, and have a different, and you know, change your thinking structure, right? And dig deep and like be critical about the way you think. That's very always endearing. And it lets us know that we're doing our job and, you know, we're walking in our purpose in the sense of this podcast. Um, so I really thank you for sharing and being vulnerable. Um and yeah, like, you know, do your thing. Like, don't let people police your eating. Like, people put, like, you know, food police, that shit corny. It's ass. And every time y'all wrap it up in these, like, guises of health, when y'all are doing things like snorting Coke and drinking alcohol, it makes no sense to interrogate somebody else's eating because your kidneys are rotting, bitch. Period. But also. I like drug users and alcohol users. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm a drug and alcohol I'll user. I was about to say that, but I'm glad <laughs> you said it for me. Uh, I can appreciate that. Good job. Was it my turn? Okay, Craig. Yeah. Okay. Um, next question well, or statement. Um, this is a little bit longer one as well. When is it time to let a friend go because you have different um, morals? Is it ever right? I have a friend that for the past few years is always caught up in some drama involving a married man. The first time she claimed she didn't know until it was quote unquote too late. Next thing I hear, she's having dinner with another married man. And now she's been entertaining a third one for over a year. And yes, she knows about his wife. I like how you're reading this, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a little razzle dazzle. I honestly find this behavior really abhorrent and it goes against my values. I've expressed this friend nicely, but she keeps doing it. I don't like my friend's choices, and frankly, I don't trust her. Should you end a friendship when your values are misaligned, even if they technically didn't do anything to you? Um, yeah. 
like ended. But yeah, yeah, because it's like you know. Well, you, first off, you get the choice to pick out who you want to be around. Right. You really don't and have to it, give them a reason. Yeah, and honestly, like yeah, not everybody has to have access to you. If this person you feel like is like going like crazy against what you believe in and like you know your morals yeah definitely drop them protect your peace because that energy can really drain you because i know how it is when i have friends that keep telling me drama it like it makes me not want to talk to them and it puts a strain on our relationship so if your friendship is becoming strained because of this it's really no reason to keep it period like i yeah so i'm 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 pro drop the bitch so dropper because let me say some real quick i like I've been to other women before, like unknowing, you know, and I didn't know about it, like very unlike your friend and that shit broke my heart. Like, and I, and I know like, you know, your friend doesn't have allegiance to, you know, that, you know, the, the men's wives that she's dealing with, but like, it just made me, it always makes me feel dirty to know that I was, you know, I was, you know, I was in a scandal like that. Like, I don't like feeling like Olivia Pope. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Um, if you need to drop her, drop her. Okay, like if you already, if you, if you, <laughs> if you already express to her how you feel about what she's doing and she keeps doing it. Yeah. Like, cause I'm, yeah, I'm going to always say if soon as you communicate something to somebody and they still doing the same shit, the apology and like what you need to look out for is changed action. She's not changing it. She doesn't find the error in her ways. Bye. On period, I think it's also just different when somebody is living their life and they're not they're not putting you in their drama, right? So you don't have an opinion and you can't have an opinion. Um, so like if you found out on the streets and like she hasn't been bringing it to you, then like there's really no opinion that you can really give her. Yeah. But I still think that you can take you. I still think that you're in your own right. To stop being friends with her, even if it's even if it's at that capacity, because again, I don't trust nobody who just be out here fucking other people's like you know spouses. Because again, it's a difference between just somebody you're partner with in a relationship with, and then there's a difference between somebody else who who, who you're married to, right? Yeah. So if somebody is comfortable with breaking up unions, they're comfortable with breaking up your union as well, and you can't convince me otherwise. And I would never leave that bitch alone with my person because. Even if I trust my person, you can still come on to them, and I would hate to have to beat your ass. Um, so you know, I, I it's, it's a no go for me. But then, especially if she is bringing that information to you specifically and looking for an opinion and a reasoning, like you said, you've already told her multiple times that you don't like it, and that you know what I'm saying she needs to interrogate herself as a person. I think that you did the right thing already, and I think that it's time to let sis go. Um, you know. There's really no amount of help that you can give her because a person can only, you know, listen to what they want to listen to. And what my grandma used to say is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the situation is. You can tell somebody what they're doing is morally and ethically wrong, but unless they really actually give a fuck, then ain't no change going to happen. So it ain't nothing. Cut that bitch out. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, (laughs) but I think me and Rashi is probably on the same type time right now. Like I like to surround myself with like-minded individuals and like, I like people that move like I do. Um, it's very different to like if I have somebody like if I'm in the R and B and Rashi, but I like country music. Those differences are cool, but this is a totally different ball game. So yeah, it's like on Twitter when 
so many people will be saying they be seeing like fucked up stuff from people. And I have to go actually find stuff because the people I follow don't retweet and don't engage in like childish and corny ass behavior. Mm. And a lot, I will have to say that a lot of my followers are like, honestly, again, we may have opposing thoughts. And just because I have an opposing thought on what you have doesn't mean that you've, you've interrogated your thoughts any less than I've interrogated mine. It just means we don't agree on that specific topic, but it doesn't mean I'm going to cancel you for it. And you're not like causing mass harm to other people. So I really don't care. Um, but like when people are like, oh, this, these people are always doing this on the timeline or why are y'all always doing this? I'm like, but you curate your feed. So like, why are you surrounding yourself with followers and like mutuals like that? So yeah, yeah, it's sort of like that situation. You can unfollow anybody whenever you want. You can block anybody whenever you want. You can drop anybody whenever you want. And I mean, and and here's the thing, right? If y'all had a friendship and you value the friendship, I think maybe there's something there for if you want to explain to her and be like, you know, girl, like we can't be cool no more. Like if you want to do that, you're well in your right to do that. But I also think that if you've had these conversations multiple times, then you're well in your right to just like slowly and gradually or even just automatically like ASAP, just be like, girl, bad. Yeah. Like, girl, bye. Yeah. And Uh, shame on her. Yeah, she's wild. Your friend is interesting. I don't know what to say about that okay, shit. Shout out to them husbands. I hope. I wish I knew y'all wives because I would tell them. We know you a snitch. <laughs> Period. Um, but no, I think I'm snitching on all the niggas over my bitches. Period. Period. Okay. <laughs> like, and you can tell them that I'm the one who told you. Because <laughs> you ready? Uh. Um. Okay. I think it's my yes, my turn. So, um, this was definitely a random ass question. Why the entire fuck do people idolize Ayanna Van Zandt's nut is? Uh, I... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, twin lepathy. You know... You go ahead. I really don't have much to say. Ayanna Van Zandt really isn't even a therapist. I just think it's messy. I think because they like mess in the way that she like tries to... She tries to like console people and talk to them about their problems. It's really chaotic. And I just feel like it's a different form of reality TV. It is. It really is. I also just want to tell y'all that, like, Iyama has a special counsel of people. Iyama Van Zapp was is actually a lawyer, is what I learned. Wait. Right. Iyama Van Zapp is, Are like, a serious? lawyer. And so she has a council of people. And so since she understands the ins and outs and what she can and can't do on TV, that's how she's able to navigate it. So she's able to repackage what her council of like actual therapists and psycho, you know, um, psychologists say to her. She's able to repackage, repackage that to the folks who she's quote unquote serving. So it's like she's a life coach. She's not a therapist. Um, and I also I just find the way that she think that she re, she acts to people is also just abusive in a sense. You don't get to tell me that you're here to help me, but also yell at me. <laughs> if Iyama would have yelled at me, I would have yelled back at her. And you know I've watched some episodes even with the John Shay Johnson. You know Bucky from Flavor of Love. <laughs> um, yeah, Shay Johnson. Like, when she was talking all that shit to Shay, and then Shay came out her mouth at Iyanla Van Zapp, Iyanla Van Zapp basically told her that she couldn't come back. And, like, the rest of her family got to finish their session, but she didn't get to because she was like, I'm not working with you anymore because you disrespected me. And I'm like, bitch, you disrespected her. Like, you don't get to raise your fucking voice and, like, put your hands and shit like that in people's face and tell them that you are supposed to respect elders. I'm going to tell you something. 
I don't give a fuck if you five. I don't give a fuck if you 50. If you say something to me smart, I'm going to say something to you right back. Is that petty? Is that immature? It's all that. But it's also disrespectful for you to think. And it's also just bold for you to think that you're going to say any fucking thing to me and I'm not going to say anything back. And that I'm not in my right to say something back. Because now not only am I going to fucking say something back to you, but now I'm going to antagonize your bitch ass and let you know you fuck with the wrong one. Okay. Well, one, um, I think it's wild the way that she does like help people because like didn't she don't she be pushing people's faces into the dirt of the like the of the grave sites of their dead relatives and shit? Yeah, I'm like that's weird. But also, I just heard like I thought her name was really Ayanna Levins and her for her name is really Rhonda Harris. <laughs> Yeah, they repackage people like that all the time. You know Tom Cruise's name isn't actually Tom Cruise. What? Yeah. Yeah, she... Um, um, There's so many people who is like that. Um, Shit, I'm trying to think about somebody else. Oh, you know, she got her name because she was initiated and ordained as a priestess in the Yoruba tradition. So she's a priestess. <laughs> so I it's, guess that's why she's sensational. There's so many layers to this woman's abuse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had, yeah. I had to do the research while we was talking about this because I'm like, what? Is, what is that um quote that she says that I love that she says, "You are a hot mess," and that's how I feel about y'all. I'm a frost bitch. I'm a frost bitch. Oh yeah, you know what costs to be the boss bitch? You telling Sojourner the truth? You the boss bitch? That was really a chaotic episode. <laughs> like that butt, was really pop, wild. Pop my butt. But yeah, I think that that's just more so entertainment. I don't think that people are obsessed with her. I don't think that anybody in their right minds would actually want to get their life. I think fixed. Rashid is for sure. No, absolutely not. Um, he brings her up too often. Mm-hmm, yeah, sure thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anybody in, who's actually walking this earth who actually wants to do this without getting some type of like acclaim because a lot of her clients seem to be celebrity and you know a lot of them seem to be celebrity who are struggling to maintain success yeah um so that's her demographic um people who are already broken who will remain to be broken and who want to look chaotic on tv yeah so moving on oh your favorite one this is this is a story you guys this one took up hold the whole page I want to tell whoever this is who told the story, I'm going to beat your ass because I just don't even understand how the fuck you bypass the Google limit that I have set. But it's all love, gang, 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 if you hear your um, quote. Um, so this, this one is a story, so I'm going to start it off. Um, so one February 13th in undergrad, I was hanging with my girlfriend on campus in her room. We were sharing our sentiments of not having Valentine's Day dick and discussing how the men... On our rosters were flaky. Yes, come on, rosters. Um, her friend Daniel came to grab something and sat and talked for a while. Now, we all knew him, but they hung out more one-on-one than he and I ever did. He also used to talk to our friend Lacey. While my friend left the room to get whatever, we began talking amongst ourselves. The conversation was innocent, but the way he looked at me when he said something confirmed the unasked question in my mind. Would he fuck if given the opportunity? <laughs> she came back in the room and he asked, oh, and she asked what we were doing that night since, I mean, yeah, he asked, he asked what we were doing that night since it was the weekend and we had planned on having a bunch of single people over for a kickback. Oh, y'all was having an orgy, huh? That's what I was thinking. Um, um, he invited himself over. Mind you, he had a girlfriend. When he left, I asked if he was still with his girlfriend and she said, yeah, why? He tried to fuck you, and I bust out laughing because clearly I wasn't imagining it. 
<laughs> that man was for everybody. I later expressed how I wanted some head, and she said, Daniel will eat your pussy probably. We laughed, but little did we know the universe was listening. So fast forward, my high ass fell asleep on everyone, and I woke up at 1 a.m. to everyone sitting down to eat. Why were... Okay. Yeah. Why were y'all sitting down to eat at 1 a.m.? That's the know. first question I'm going to ask you. Um, Woke up just in time. Yes, you did. Um, So everyone eats and leaves. My friend goes to bed. I go back to laying on the couch. I just woke up from I just woke up from with Daniel now joining me. And there was James sitting in the armchair while I watched the annual I Love New York marathon that plays on VH1. That's a red flag right there about who she is as a person. Yeah, you were you're messy. Or how they are. <laughs> um I now I was deaf laughing on the inside because I'm like, why is James still here? Like, can he not read the room? I promise, two episodes played before he bid us a good night, and all I could think was finally. So now it was just Daniel and myself on the couch. Him sitting up, and I was laying on his leg. He stretches his arm out so it could get into my but pants. But this was all, wait, I need to, but also, like, it's just like, this joint escalated really quickly. I'm like, <laughs> it did. did y'all have a conversation prior, or is he doing that without it, consent? Like, it really it's just did. Like, it was it, no build-up. Help me help you, but go ahead. It was no build-up, because I'm like, oh, damn, like, as soon as he left out, y'all just laid, you just laid in his lap? Okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, it's interesting. Um, now you like, I'm like, how you gonna give all these details about this other shit that really didn't matter, and then, like, when it gets to the nitty-gritty? Okay. Oh, you corny and shit, go ahead. He stretches his arm out so he could get into my pants. Then he started playing with my homegirl down there. Ah, I'm sorry. That's the part that took me out. What's her name, girl? What you name her? That's what I want to know. Cora. <laughs> okay. Because this pussy is fat and loud, girl. Stop playing. <laughs> um, I'm tired, yo. Like. So, of course, of course I ain't mine. Then went on for a hot second before he seductively asked, you want me to eat it? Oh, no. And I just shook my head like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Child. The man had a tongue like ice cold fire. No, I'm Gentle sorry. yet firm oh. and intentional. You would have thought that we were fucking the way we were switched locations and positions all over that little ass living room. I'm playing. She only said little living room. Um, He made me squirt, ate my ass, and tried to fuck. But when I said no, he said, all right, I'm going to just keep eating then. We love somebody who's here for consent. <laughs> okay. He that went on for about two hours till the sun came up. And he said he was going back to his place. I said, yeah, your girlfriend probably awake by now wondering where you at. He laughed. Y'all both corny as shit. She dirty, she dirty as shit. Like, she dirty as shit. Like. Now, when our friend Lacey found out who's some messy bitch who more than likely found out from Daniel himself telling her, she felt like I should have told her being as though, number one, she used to deal with him, and number two, she don't want to look stupid defending me when it was something that actually happened. And I told her, one, you have a boyfriend of a year now. Seems weird on my end to tell you about an old nigga eating my pussy. We didn't even exchange them type of stories otherwise. And two, yeah, he ate my pussy and you should have called me in that moment to confirm it if you didn't want to defend false assumptions. She also didn't want to tell me who told her. So at that point, our friendship was never really the same because I feel like your loyalty to that source you ain't want to reveal. So, yeah, I'm glad I didn't voluntarily share my business with her. Huh? 
Um, so what y'all think? You think I should have said something to her? Also, what's your opinion on people not revealing their sources when the source had their name in your mouth? Can I just say this real quick about the story? I didn't even think that was going to be what she was going to ask us at the end of this. Like, I thought she was going to ask if she's messy. Yeah. Because I was like, the least of my concern was Lacey to keep it a being. Okay, babe, you jumped right over accountability, baby. She was playing Mario. Okay. And she leaped right the fuck over I was like, yeah, okay, let's talk about you, miss. <laughs> like, okay. you out here getting your pussy ate by niggas with girls? Like, again, like, not saying you have any allegiance to that person. You, I don't know if you know her, if you have a personal relationship with them, but... Uh, um, but, yeah, like, that's kind of drawing. Like, I mean, me personally, I'm not out here knowingly, like, getting my pussy or, like, fucking niggas with girls, because I would hate it if I found out I was getting cheated on, but like, yeah, like, I mean, I don't, I'm gonna keep it to me. I don't really give a fuck about Lacey. Like, I mean, Lacey was weird for like getting upset about the situation. Like, <laughs> again, I, but then I don't, I don't, I forget. Like, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't feel like going back in the story to see if you and Lacey was like cool like that. If y'all was cool like that, then yeah, you're drawing. Like, why are you fucking her ass? Well, and that's but the thing. Also, like, she said that like they didn't even exchange sex stories. So I'm like, oh yeah, well really Lacey was tripping. Lacey was tripping, but you're tripping too. So yeah, that's right. it. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Um, I guess I was kind of like confused in the part where you was like, you think that you should have said something to her. I mean, no, I, I mean, no. I'm actually I'm not that confused. You know what? I don't think that you really needed to say anything to Lacey if that's. Because how I'm gathering it is that she's not even really your friend because the way you're talking about her is that like she's this messy bitch. So I will hope that you're not just associating with the, like the Carly Reds of the world, even though you're really giving Carly Red right now, girl. But, um, you know, it was a lot. This was a lot to unpack, my love. And then I feel like the whole idea of revealing of sources, see, everybody is different. So if you do have an allegiance to somebody and somebody brings you something and they're not okay with you disclosing it and y'all agree not to disclose it, then I think then like they're well in their right to not say it. Right. Um, but then I also think, right. And and it happened. So it's not like somebody's just bringing you false tea and being like, Oh, like this person said they fucked you. I mean, this person said they ate your pussy and they didn't eat your pussy. That would be different. Like, yeah, since you got your pussy ate by that nigga. So, like, it's not like this tea is, you know, something you got to get your panties in a bunch for. Because, I mean, you did it. Yeah. You let him eat your pussy. And niggas is messy anyway. So, it's like, interrogate the niggas who you let eat your pussy if you don't want your business out in the streets. Um, Especially, was this in college, you said? Yeah, undergrad. Yeah, you were in undergrad. And undergrad niggas are always messy and they're always spreading tea. So, but also, you know, niggas in general, we messy. And honestly, all of y'all are messy. You, Lacey, Lacey Daniel. Daniel's definitely messy. So I don't want to, like, also, I don't want to, um, you know, you're not, you don't have any loyalty to, to the girl. Oh, no, Daniel's definitely the villain here. Daniel's definitely the villain. Yeah. And the fact that he said they're also, I mean, it's one thing for him to cheat. But then you got in that cheap shot where you was like, oh, she probably wondering where you was. If I was her, I would have fucked you up. But... Real shit. <laughs> but, she said that. I was like, but, but, she, but she don't know you, girl. 
Um, so I feel it, you know, but you know, no, that joint was corny. When she I'm said not going to say your girlfriend probably wonder. I was like, as soon as she said that, I said, what? Cause I'm, girl, I'm not going to say keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is wrong, but I will bid you a, uh, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to throw a, a prayer cloth on it. Cause that's all I got. <laughs> this was a mess. There was, it there was, was giving love and hip hop, but I'm moving on to bigger and better things. I hope you and Lacey work out whatever messy instances you have going on. Um, yeah. Moving I mean, on. like, are y'all even still in the conflict? It was an underground. I don't know how far, how long. Ago right, how old are you? Since are you 30? Like, I mean, and in that case, I guess you could be an undergrad at 30. So I don't know, child. How old are you? Like, you just seem real just like I don't childish. know, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking undergrad, like my undergrad. And I'm like, that could have been like last year for her. So who knows? But if you're doing that, you corny because that was just last year. Also, um, I'm in tears at the part where you was like, I'm glad I didn't voluntarily share my business with her. And I'm just like, if you're not sharing business, sharing your business with somebody to a certain extent, they're not your friend because yeah. you're making a very conscious decision and a very conscious effort to not give your tea up so it can be used against you. So you already knew what it was when you, when it's, when you signed up. Maybe she, maybe you're really just messy and you give off the illusion that you're her friend. And so she thinks you guys are closer than what y'all are because they're just, I, I get it. Like, cause that, in my, my opinion, her coming up to you, like Erica said, was definitely weird because if y'all aren't friends, like how, like, yeah, if y'all aren't friends for real, for real, and y'all don't even have those kind of discussions, it's weird as fuck for her to ask that. But again, everybody in this situation is weird. Again, we told y'all we were giving y'all honest opinions and y'all signed up for nothing less when you put those answers into our chat box. So, you know, you spilled your tea and it, it turns out that it was sour. Um, Boo. <laughs> oh, this is corny. <laughs> when I read that shit, I'm like, not you doing this whole thing and I'm like, not enthused by you. Okay. Um, so all what's right, the next question, next? child? Moving on. Interesting enough is for me. Um, Milfiana, are you still with your baby dad? Are you taking separate? Uh, you know what? I'm going to just say this. I think it is so goddamn disrespectful that this is a shared space. This is a platform <laughs> that Erica and I both share. And I think it is so goddamn disrespectful and it speaks to the lack of fucking cooth and culture that you bitches have to be asking Erica questions when there are two of us here. We said that we were answering questions for the both of us. Fuck you. You wait, don't be No, she's not with her stepdad. And no, she's not accepting fucking applications. You know what's funny? Wasn't people talking to you in the girls' room DMs? Yeah, and I corrected them. I yeah. I corrected them there. So I wait, just, don't do that, girl. No, I was just saying. No, I was just saying. I was just saying. But also, but like also to correct Rashi, I'm not with my baby's father, but I always am um accept accepted applications. So long as you apply pressure, the right pressure. So I would also, I'm just going to say this. So this is like not really a requirement for her, but it's a requirement for me. I would appreciate if you came equipped with your own child. That way she doesn't have to wonder what your characteristics and qualities are as a parent. We can interrogate them at the surface and we don't have to think about how you're going to be. If, if my goddaughter is left with you, because my goddaughter is my business, and I'll have to smack the shit out you over her. Yeah, so have um, fun. Yeah, I'm um, this year I'm taking step that episode. Let me know. Um, you know, slide my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know the requirements. Um, on period. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, I guess I mean yeah, that was a quick joint. All right, cool. Next. What's the- 
Um, so this is actually the second to last question. So this is actually we're on good timing. I mean, we're going a little bit over an hour, but that's okay. I don't think we're going to make it to an hour and a half. So we love that. Um, next question is, should I be faithful to someone I'm just talking to? And what are your thoughts? No. No, um, I don't think that you, you, I mean, so if y'all are in talks, again, it's about the, the personal relationship that you have with them, right? So if y'all are in talks and y'all are in conversation about like where y'all are headed as a couple and y'all have made the conscious decision to not like have sex and engage sexually with other people, that's one thing, but don't just limit yourself, right? Um, this goes for man, woman, non-binary, anybody, right? Um, don't limit yourself. But also moving consciousness. So if you are, again, again, moving consciousness, for real, honestly, and just be safe about everything you're doing. That's it. That's how I feel about it. Um, so yeah, I, um, I feel like a hundred percent no. Why? Because these niggas will be in a talking stage with you for a year or two and like still, like I need people to really understand that the talking stage is really to get to know the person. It's kind of like an interview process. I'm not interviewing for a year. Okay. If you like, um, like the boy I'm talking to now, like he was telling me how he was like talking or like had a situation for two years. No way. It's not, that's just me personally. Like. But also, like, I'm just, a lot of times when niggas do that thing where they just want to talk for, like, forever, it's like, it's because they got out of a damaged situation and niggas will drag you on for a while. Like, don't read these girls. And it's like, that's (laughs) annoying. Like, for me personally, like, in the past, like, you know, um, well, no, not even in the past, but, you know, like, I'll be talking to niggas and they'll be talking about damage from past relationships and how they used to do all this shit for these women and I'm like, that's great and all, but what they got to do with me and how you can't treat me right because somebody else did you dirty. Mm-hmm. Because like I said in the beginning, like, I don't have, like, I'm for, like, and again, like, I'm not even saying this as a pity thing. And like, if you, if y'all want to think ill of me, you can. But like, I've never been in something with a guy and they like treated me like amazing. Like they should have, like, again, the only guy that's treated me amazing has been Rashid. So like, yeah, like until somebody can match that or do better, like I'm not being faithful. Like, it's just that, like. No, I'm good. Pussy? What they be saying? Pussy hole? Yeah, fuck y'all. I'm not faithful. Fuck you, bitches. I think that that's, but I, I think that that's definitely fair. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, but like, again, it all has to do with like how your, your specific situations with these people. If that's what y'all want to do, go ahead, but I'm just not. Like I said, I'm a fan of somebody who applies pressure. When you apply pressure, then okay, maybe, but until then, no. So, yep. On period. What's the next question? Um, <laughs> That's for you to read, right? Did I read? Or no, yeah, read? I forgot it was my first. That's why I was like, oh. Um, so, <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys have ever been married, but I am. And I, first of all, you don't listen to the show, so that's wild in it. So, because y'all know we're not married. Um, if you guys have been married, I am, and I was with my wife for five years, and she recently admitted after a lot of pushing and going to therapy that about five years ago, shortly at the end, this is a run-on sentence, shortly after my first son was born <laughs> that she wanted out of the relationship. Wait, no. What she, what she actually said was that she was no longer romantically attracted to me. Now we have a second child together who is three. My son is currently five. I wonder what your take is on people not really feeling a relationship and deciding to stay. I personally, throughout that time, felt something off. Some felt wait. I felt something off, but for a long time, I just accepted answers like everything is fine and it's okay. 
when things came out, it was because I stopped accepting those answers. So tell me, what do you guys think? <laughs> I, you know, like, oh my God. I'm not married. Um, I don't have kids with nobody. I don't know that level of commitment to anybody. Um, I'm I, I'm in love. I've been in love. And I couldn't imagine myself honestly just living miserably. Because that's what it sounds like, right? Because when you're not happy and no party is happy. And it also must be also just a very sad thing to be into somebody. And... You know, and be like riding hard for somebody, and that person tells you that they're not in love with you after you've already had a child, and then you go on and have another child with them. Like, I don't know if you're trying to maybe keep them in some way, shape, or form, but you can find happiness somewhere else and maintain yeah. being a great father or a great mother or whatever it is to your kids. Um, you don't need you know, validation from a past partner to do that because I think that's sometimes what people stay in relationships for um, because they're like, oh, it, it makes it simple for the kids. But I'm like, does it? Um, um, and, you know, I'm just like, I don't know. Um, I think that's a really unfortunate situation. Um, I'm personally a fan of, like, leaving as soon as um, I'm no longer interested Cause it's like, you know, a lot of times when you're in these relationships and, um, you know, you're no longer interested in being in a relationship, you know, you oftentimes wander off and do things you'll need to be doing at the expense of somebody else. And because I'm not interested in you anymore, it doesn't mean that you deserve to be hurt. So I would personally like to, uh, yeah, I would personally like to just leave. Um, so yeah, so as far as like, how do I feel about like being in a situation even after I'm no longer interested in it? I just I'm I'm not for it. Um, I think yeah. So I don't know. It's like it's a lot to unpack with this, honestly. Um, hmm. I don't know. It's also really sobering, like, understanding that something's off in your relationship that you're in. Like, I've definitely been in those instances, um, really uncomfortable, um, and you don't really know how to move after that, you know, after all is said and done. Um, I I mean, are y'all, like, where are y'all at now? Like, it's just, it's so much, like, because I'm interested. Are y'all still together? Like, has things, have things gotten better? Like, in the time, like, from, like, you know, she, you said five years ago. Um, was when it happened, but you're, you know, you're, the, you know, you're one of your children now was three. Like, does she, does she still feel that way? I don't know. So, um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. That was a very interesting thing. I hope all is well, and if like, you know, if it's not, I hope you're able to leave, or you're thinking about leaving, or I don't, yeah. I don't, you, I'm, I'm sorry, that was I'm some heavy not, shit. I'm, I'm just not married. I think that like sometimes I can't, I can give advice. I can take my own advice, but it's hard for me to give out advice on things I don't have any experience on. Um, again, other people have said things that are just like overall, just like, I guess you can say like general um, and not super specific. So it's been easier to give advice and give commentary on it. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. So when you like say you want, when you say that you want, I guess, Hmm, like advice on your marriage. Yeah, it just it just isn't a thing for me specifically. Um Yes, yeah, it's, it's I don't think it's like in our right to really give advice if we're not married. But again, like I again like I'm, I, I'm right, wish but, you well. But with that being said, I, I hope that you are happy and that you guys were able to, you know, mend things. 
Because I don't think it's ever really an amazing situation, like I said, to be in when you don't feel wanted. Um, So I hope that you resolve that or able to resolve that or whatever. It just like it wasn't a lot of context or things to go off of. So I can only really speculate. Um, But yeah, best of luck, like Rashid said. Um, But I don't know. That's that's all the questions that we had for, you know, to spill the tea. And we got through. Yeah, we did. I'm really I like it. And I hope we are able to do this more. Um again, sound off. Make sure y'all um engage with us on social media and visit us at the girls room on all of our social media platforms. That's at the girls room, the G W O R L Z room. Um on everything Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and just sound off and let us know how y'all would feel about this type of situation being a weekly separate entity because i could see myself i could see us asking questions from people but i feel like our podcast already runs a little bit too long like with all the other stuff we talk about and how we usually have a very targeted like topic that we try to like cover this is like kind of like a goodie i mean like yeah i mean i don't know like i'm like maybe we could do like maybe like two two questions a segment you know for each that could work like if we did in our regular thing and maybe like went too down for what's tea that could definitely work that's possible yeah um, yeah. And I don't know, I, you know, somebody told me that they wouldn't be interested in story time with us, so, like, maybe we can also, like, you know, do that as main topic sometimes or something. I don't know. Like, it's always a work in progress, and me and Rashid are always willing to kind of, like, you know, listen to you guys and, like, what you guys want, so. Yeah. Just let us know. I appreciate that. I hear you. Um, but, uh, you know, around this time, we usually do the peaks in the pit of our week, so, um, Rashid, what's the, um, what was the peak in the pit of this week for you? <sighs> The peak of my week. I don't know. What was the peak of my week? The peak of my week was Bianca Belair winning at night one. She won the SmackDown Women's Championship on night one of WrestleMania, which was last night. If you're listening to this, it's probably Monday, but we recorded this week um, yesterday, which is Sunday. Um, So night one of WrestleMania has already happened. And Bianca Belair did, in fact, win the main event match against Sasha Banks. And they were the first ever. So people are saying that they were the first um, two black women to main event at WrestleMania in a singles match. But actually, they were the first two black people to ever main event in a um, singles match and for a title. And Sasha Banks is one of the few um, women um, after Mickey James, actually. Um, that was 15 years ago to actually win a title in their first title match. It was her first title match on the main brand roster of SmackDown. Um, and she won it at WrestleMania and only like a few people have been able to like accomplish that feat. Um, so I'm just ha- overall happy for her and Sasha Banks for such an historic moment. Um, something that, you know, little Rashi, you know, a little like 12 year old, 11 year old Rashi would have loved to have seen way back when, but I can't believe that at 24 years old, I was bawling my eyes out watching a match. Um, yes. Oh, um, now the pit of my week. Hmm. You know, I don't really be knowing what be going on. Um, I don't know. What has happened? In the last week, there's been a lot of gun violence here in Philadelphia. Um. There's been a lot of gun violence here in Philadelphia. I think overall, 
just hearing like so many people. You know that okay, here's the peak of my week. It actually just happened. You know that boy Nasir that used to be in at, um in the collab? He was gunned down. Hold on, I'll show Wait, you. Wait, what? Yeah, he was gunned down. He died. Wait. You gonna be like, oh my god, him? Yeah, like yeah, he, this boy died. What? Well, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. We let's wait. Time out. Time out. Yeah, hey. he got gunned down. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Popping just what you call it. Yeah. So like, me and Erica used to go to this. Um, program I was just talking. No, I'm not trying to be that person. But he DM'd me the other day. Yeah, I can believe it. Oh, like, like he was nice. Yeah, like I can. I believe mean, he it. was bad rapping, but you know. Um, I can believe it. You know, me and Erica used to be a part of this program called the Collab. We even worked there. We talked about our experiences with working there. Our experiences as students was definitely better than our experiences as working there. I mean, than it was as working there. Um, but it's always overall just sad when you came up with somebody. We weren't the closest. We weren't close at all, to be honest. But he was a nice guy. I worked with him in a few different settings. Um, and just hearing that news and hearing him being impacted by gun violence, um, it just hits kind of close to home because it just makes you realize, like, again, this is very cliche. And people say it all the time, but time really is short. And you really don't know what's going to happen when you walk out your front door. So when I tell all my folks to be be safe and watch your body, yeah, it's adding a little bit of a humorous tone to it, but I'm very serious. I don't want anybody to be harmed in any way, shape, or form. Um, and I really just want us to, like, just get our get our minds together. But also the city, again, as I've stated in various and previous settings, observe and examine this spike in gun violence as an effect of the pandemic and a pandemic and a system that's already in place because y'all are separating it and it doesn't make it any better yeah um oh that's so sad but yeah so rest in peace to nasir and i send my love out to his family and even sending my love out to the old collab gang and no matter who you are i know this hits hard for anybody so um yeah Wow, that got heavy really fast. It did. Um, what were we talking about? The peak of the pit. What's your peak? How you going after that? <laughs> no, like. Erica is going to be something about Shiloh. Shiloh can stand now. Yo, I really, I try Which to, is probably also your pit. No, but, you, know, <laughs> you know, I really try to make an active effort to like not be that cliche mom, but like it really, you know, when you have a kid, like they really just start to take over your whole life. I And I'm very proud of, you know, her. Um, no, definitely the pit is how she, like, learned how to stand. That's the, that's the pit, for sure, because that shit is crazy. Um, my peak, honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't remember my week at all. That's how I be feeling, though. Like, I'm not I even don't remember it. Like, I don't remember it. Um. That's really how I be feeling. That's why I say, I, I sat there and took me for a minute, like, what the hell did I do? I mean, what was my peak and pit? Yeah, I don't know. I really couldn't tell you. Like, I don't know. Um, I woke up. Okay. Cause that's shit. all you can say after that shit. Like, you don't know. Yeah. Um. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think anything crazy happened this week. So. Shit, I feel that. Well, this was well. What I just shared, of course, was a pit. <laughs> so. Maybe we'll just go with that. I'll that do was that. An overall, yeah, that was an overall pit. Yeah, like situations like this is always just an overall pit. So, you know, yeah. Um, but again, I'm just gonna reiterate something I said earlier. The girls' room has accomplished um 
getting over 2,000 listens and just under, honestly, it's been under four months and like, you know, coming back to the airwaves. And I just want to make sure that everybody understands from the bottom of my heart and Erica's heart that we are truly appreciative for y'all tuning in and engaging with us every week. We feel the love. I feel it always immensely. Um, I didn't expect to get all the questions that we got. You know, like, because, again, sometimes people say that they, like, support you, but then they, they don't do, like, little things that, like, helps bring, you know, I feel like as a friend, um, as a partner, if you make, if you make dedication and you make a vow to be in somebody's life at a certain capacity, then I think it's only right that you support them. And getting that support from those who are closest to us and then also those who aren't even that close to us and then also people who we've honestly never met. Um, it just means a lot. It really does. And, you know, I'm over exhausting it, but I really, truly appreciate y'all. And I love y'all um, the same way y'all love us. Period. I mean, honestly, it's the same thing as he said. I appreciate it. Um, Honestly, like when it comes to just like the overall support we've gotten from like releasing, like re-releasing um, the girls room, I didn't expect anybody to really like be engaged because, again, we weren't around for a while because there were a lot of things that happened. Um. But also, even with this episode, when we said we want to do a question and answer, John, I was like, nobody going to fucking say nothing. And then y'all did. So, wow. Thank you for everything. On period. I love you guys. You yeah. make this possible. Yep. No better audience than y'all. Um, And with Sid, I think it's time for us to wrap it up so we can move on with our Sundays. I know I'm hungry as hell. We about to order something from uh, McDonald's. Um, old nasty McDonald's get us an old nasty. I want a snack wrap. I've been craving a snack wrap. The ranch snack wraps for sure. Like <sighs> for real. Well, I like the honey mustard joints with the chicken and bacon. Uh, okay. I just so miss it all. Honestly. They used to have a barbecue one. I don't know about that. Was that was the first one that went. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm. It's, that's okay because I I don't think I would have enjoyed it. Well, um, but speaking of snack wraps, this is a snack wrap. Thank you so <laughs> much for all tuning in. Representing the gays and the girls, you're tuning into your, you've tuned into your favorite fat baddies. I'm Rashid, a.k.a. Rashid, a.k.a. Fag Albert, a.k.a. Freedom John, a.k.a. The Doll. And I'm sitting here with Della Reese's great niece, so you already know she and they are in charge of the girls. They are Erica, a.k.a. Fat Badu, a.k.a. Thickerita, a.k.a. Milfiana, a.k.a. The Mother of Shiloh. And this has been episode 14 of The Girls' Room. Thank you for listening and holla at your girls later. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Purr.